You're in the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. Well, it was a fascinating week last week with Chris Lambright and, of course, the inimitable Ray Stanford. And I had a comment from one of our listeners suggesting that Ray talks a little bit too fast. What do you think, Chris? Well, that's, uh, you know... He's an excitable guy. He gets uh, he gets animated and excited about his work, and uh, I'm able to keep up with him. So, you know, what can I say? He's trying to get uh, as much information out to the audience as possible. So uh, you can't can't fault him for that. Also, he may figure the fact that he's an older gentleman and he doesn't have as much time as the rest of us, so he has to get in everything as quickly as he can. Well, I think most of it's just excitement. You know, Ray's uh, a very dedicated guy, and and he doesn't get a chance, uh, you know, to share with a large audience uh, his insights into his work. And it's, uh, I think this is going to change real soon. I have a real, real good uh, feeling about that. Now, one of the other issues raised by some of our listeners over at the Paracast forums at forum.thepowercast.com is the matter of where's the evidence. And I'll give you a background of this. Like a couple of three years ago, we had on Ted Phillips who has investigated reports of UFO and paranormal activity in the Marley Woods area in the Midwest. He said he was putting up a website where he'd present a lot of this information. Now, he got a rudimentary website up, and then everything just disappeared. It's no longer up there. So he never followed up, and people were naturally concerned. Don't make promises, you know. Sure, don't make promises you can't keep. And the other one, I guess, is the one that some people may want to pick with Ray Stanford is, He said on the show that he was going to work with you to deliver digital copies of his analog cassette tapes of one of his key sightings. So you could actually hear what was going on, what he experienced, and that didn't happen. No, no, he just, uh, he didn't think it was compelling enough, so he just said, forget about it. What am I going to do, go fly out there to D.C. and... uh and break his door down? No, no, Ray isn't in this field for self-aggrandizement or fame or fortune. He's in for the science. And he's not interested in creating some sort of cult of personality around himself uh, based on his work. And he's only interested in furthering our scientific knowledge. And YouTube and all these places that people want Ray to put his evidence, it just doesn't work that way in the real world of scientific investigation and research. You present to your peers or to a particular field the scientific hypothesis that you've come up with and you show your, your, you know, your corroborating evidence and, and your evidence that supports your, your hypothesis. He doesn't care about anybody else's expectations. He realizes that so many people have been programmed with a, a 1950s sci-fi view of UFOs that – Oftentimes what people think are UFOs aren't UFOs at all. It's just it's just hoaxes and, and Billy Meyer beam ships and a damn hubcaps with ping pong balls. And, you know, people just don't understand. That's what they expect to see from Ray's films. And unfortunately, that's not what you're going to see. You're going you're gonna to see very long cylindrical objects that have other objects docking beneath them, shooting out other objects. I've seen stills from, the, from these films. I'm very, very confident uh, that very, very soon we are going to see a major announcement from Mr. Stanford about his work and about the acceptance of his analytical process by 
mainstream science. You mark my words on that. Well, that I think is going to be very helpful because I understand why people are skeptical. You know, they say, well, everybody has the evidence up there. If you have all this compelling evidence that you say you have, where is it? If you look at the book that Chris Lambright wrote, well, the book only has paintings, illustrations of what they really look like. You can't tell. So I understand. I, I've seen the original view. photographs, Gene, and, and Paracast listeners. I have seen sure. these still frames. I've seen sequences of frames. I've seen some some films, some of the early films. Again, Ray is not out to woo the crowd, titillate everybody, create a cult of personality, create a buzz around him and his work. He is very quietly doing the heavy lifting, the heavy scientific analytical work that is going to be presented to the proper experts in the in the fields of magnetohydrodynamics and diagnostic propulsions and optical physics. He doesn't care about the gee whiz factor because what people expect to see from UFOs does not conform to reality and the science of it. I'm, I'm sorry. So I support him. I'm his biggest fan. I've worked with him uh, going on eight years. I've written his entire life, life story down. Uh, it uh, still remains unpublished because he doesn't feel there's really any need to put it out right now. He's not back on the map. So, you know, if, if everybody is – is so caught up in this whole uh, ego gratification thing, in, in this gratification of, ooh, seeing a UFO, f- you know, film or or uh, or you know a, a really good photograph. I mean, you know, you're just gonna have to wait. It deserves to be seen by mainstream science first, and then you guys will get to see it. Sorry. We look forward to hearing more. Although it would help to see maybe an occasional photograph, give people. I'll see if I can squirrel one out. (laughs) Yeah, I think that would help. They don't have to see the entire film if there's a legitimate scientific reason for it. I don't pretend to understand what he's doing other than what he tells us. If you really want to see it, go to Washington, D.C. He'll spend two days with you and go through his entire entire presentation that's taken him 10 years to put together. He's willing to do that, not charge you. If you have a real genuine need to know and a – at least a, a fairly up-to-speed understanding of basic physics and uh, especially especially some of the concepts he talks about. If you're going to be able to keep up with him, then you'll have the joyride of your life. Uh, Ray's the real deal. No one comes close in the field to Ray. And, you know, I'm sorry. I, I keep sounding like I'm an apologist for Ray Stanford. I'm not. I want to see him get the films out too. I want to see all this stuff out there. I want to see him vindicated. Instead of all these boo birds like Angelo, like like Lance, some of these people on, on our forums, it just you know it doesn't matter what it is, they're going to find something to, to to complain and bitch about. And when it comes to Ray, I don't care. I've seen the goods. I know what he's got. I want science to recognize this man's monumental achievement in the scientific community uh, as it relates to UFOs, and it is going to happen. Well, I hope it happens soon. I'm certainly very curious. But we have something that we also would like to see happen someday in the future, which is, of course, disclosure. I'm skeptical of it. I know Chris is. But you participated with our guest this week in documentary film about disclosure. We discussed it a few weeks ago when we were meeting up over at the International UFO Congress just outside of Scottsdale, Arizona. And now this we will call the sequel, a much more detailed sequel. Tell us about it. 
Well, we have uh, Ron James from the Paranormal uh, Media Group who's here visiting Arizona. We're at the tail end of a shoot. We're doing a um, – I guess it's called a sizzle reel in Hollywood. It's a demo for a TV show that we're proposing. And uh, we're actually going to get an entire, I think, episode um, out of the shoot, which has been going on all week. But what makes it interesting and, and I think uh, – really kind of is a lot of fun for me is is we're shooting in 3d we've had three 3d cameras that we've been uh utilizing for this particular project and it's it's much more difficult to shoot with 3d you have uh, handcuffs on in terms of some camera motion and other things but ron and i have worked together now uh, going on eight years uh, seven eight years it's it's been a an up and down ride with him he's out in la now um, we're going to talk about a number of projects that we've been involved with uh, over the years, um, including the disclosure dialogues, and um, and the you know the documentary film that won the EBS this year. It, it could happen tomorrow, but um, Ron is a real visionary filmmaker. He's very interested in bringing uh, conscious uh, media to the masses, trying to break through some of the the crotch oriented. Uh, just very shallow uh, media that this country is uh, becoming more and more known for. And he's Don't get to me started. A- that could be another show <laughs> and oh, a yeah. half. Really could be. So we have Ron James joining us coming up next on The Paracast. You know, we develop trust in the people we know, but we don't really know someone we can see. That's why I recommend GoToMeeting with HD Faces. It's a simple online meeting service. It's GoToMeeting by Citrix. All it takes is a webcam and a click to instantly collaborate. You can start hosting your own face-to-face online meetings today with GoToMeeting. You can try it free for 30 days. Visit GoToMeeting.com, click the Try It Free button, and use the promo code PODCAST. If you you want to get your website online and you need reliable service first class service at the lowest possible price there's only one place to go well dreamhost has a special promotion with our show where they'll offer you unlimited disk space unlimited bandwidth one click web app such as wordpress 24 7 support you can save over 55 dollars you want to know how go to dreamhost.com radio dreamhost.com radio Hi, I'm Mark Craighead, founder of Crossbreed Holsters. I designed our top-selling holster, the Super Tuck Deluxe, to solve the problems of being poked, pinched, and gouged while carrying concealed. The Super Tuck Deluxe is the most comfortable, most concealable holster on the market today. We offer a two-week free trial and a lifetime warranty. Visit us at CrossbreedHolsters.com. Don't forget, CrossbreedHolsters.com. In a coming-apart world, you need something to keep it tied together. That something is Atwood Rope, the highest quality rope made in the USA from exotic braids for military, rescue, arborists, shipyards, tow line, or boating. Quality rope at affordable prices you and your customers can depend on. Find a dealer or shop online at atwoodrope.net. Enter promo code RADIO to receive 100 feet of 550 paracord free with purchase. Atwood Rope, working to keep the world tied together.
If you are a sales professional and you love to help people and make money, stop everything and listen to me now. InspectorAudit.com is hiring brokers nationwide. InspectorAudit.com is the primary source for exposing all loan-related bank and servicing fraud. If you're passionate, driven to succeed, and you want to earn real money, then we want you. Call InspectorAudit.com right now at 855-552-9932. InspectorAudit.com, 855-552-9932. Commissions paid daily. We the people grow cotton, weave fabric, engrave ink, embed strips and fibers to protect from counterfeit, and carting to a private bank, having it led back at interest, forcing taxes to service debt. This capitalism, or was Jefferson correct when stating a central bank issuing the public currency is a greater menace to the liberties of the people than a standing army? Hi, Ted Anderson. I'm placing a free silver dollar in a book that explains our monetary system. Call for your copy, 800-686-2237. It's time to understand the system. Call 800-686-2237. That's 800-686-2237. Iodine protection packs from HempUSA.org are now in stock for immediate delivery worldwide. Our iodine protection packs include micro plant powder, green life kelp, red palm oil, and our clear roll-on iodine that will feed the body the iodine it needs. All iodine protection packs are in stock, save you money, and ship for free in all 50 states. Visit HempUSA.org or call 908-691-2608 today. HempUSA.org has a revolutionary wonder food for detoxing the body and rebuilding the immune system. Microplant powder can help unclog arteries and soften heart valves while removing heavy metals, virus, fungus, bacteria, and parasites. Plus, it cleans and purifies the blood, lungs, stomach, and colon. Keep your body clean with Microplant powder. Visit us at HempUSA.org or call 908-691-2608 today. We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Paracast, send it to news at theparacast.com. That's news at theparacast.com. And if you'd like to catch up on past episodes, we have hundreds of shows for you to download direct from theparacast.com. That's theparacast.com. Or check us out at iTunes. With Gene and Chris on the PowerCast, we're talking about filmmaking in a sense, but it's filmmaking about stuff that concerns our fields of interest. We're focusing on a film that producer Ron James did with Chris, which is called It Could Happen Tomorrow, which is based on a five-DVD set called The Disclosure Dialogues, kind of coalescing everything, giving us a great summary It won this year's EBE Awards at the International UFO Conference. So this is an award-winning film that you two guys put together. Chris, why don't we have you and Ron explain the background and where we take it? Yeah, Ron, why don't you uh, go ahead and just kind of lay out how the the whole project actually uh, was envisioned and give us uh, an idea of (laughs) the difficulties of pinning down all these uh, eminent uh, ufologists for the project. Um, yeah, you know, this whole project started in Laughlin about three years ago. and we Laughlin, by the way, is Laughlin, Nevada, okay? Okay. It's That's where Laughlin, people Nevada. go when you first get into Nevada on the way to Las Vegas, coming Laughlin from the west. That's where you show up. International UFO Congress. So uh, originally until two years ago, moving to Phoenix, the International UFO Conf- Congress was always at the Aquarius in Laughlin, Nevada. So it was the uh, the largest UFO-type gathering 
um, and that's where it was headquartered. And so we were there looking to shoot interviews with some of the luminaries of the field. And we had a little studio set up in one of the rooms. And we ran into a woman named Jennifer Stein, who was very active in MUFON. And um, she was also trying to shoot there, and she asked to borrow some equipment. We all started talking about how really what we're doing is all about creating information and getting it out to people. And we decided to work together and share our resources. So before the event was over, we'd gotten some really good interviews with people like Richard Dolan and Paul Davids and Steve Bassett and uh, Danny Sheehan. And we had, uh, instead of just sitting them down in front of a curtain and just interviewing them by asking them questions, we actually sat them down with each other. And we set up three cameras and we filmed their conversation. And this was Jennifer Stein's idea. And what happened was a really unique synthesis of, of information because you can go to a to an event like this and you can listen to the people do the presentations on the stage and you can talk to them afterwards and you can buy their books. But very, very rarely, in fact, probably not, not really before we did this, has anybody had the opportunity to be a, a fly on the wall, so to speak, when these two people sit down quietly away from the crowds and compare notes. And Let so, me ask you a quick question, Ron, just a fast question here. don't mean to interrupt. Do they even ever talk to each other about these matters? Oh, well, you know that everybody that's in the field, they all know each other. So, you know, there's some friendships that are more solid than others, but there's different people doing different things, but all doing the same thing. Like, for instance, Danny Sheehan and Stephen Bassett. Danny Sheehan has a, uh, you know, he's an attorney, and he's, and he's got a very clear-cut way that he sees as a path to disclosure. Whereas Stephen Bassett, everybody knows, is, is an activist. He's very loud. Um, he's, he's antagonizing the government constantly about why are you not disclosing? You must disclose. We're going to send you a million faxes. We're going to do this. We're going to do that. And, you know, the two of them in many ways are diametrically opposed on their um, approach to disclosure. So when you sit those two guys down and have them actually talking to each other about the, the whole situation, you really end up with a very, very interesting conversation. So do these people talk to each other? Of course. When, when speakers are at an event, they're sitting behind the stage in the green room. They're invited to the speakers' dinners. There's all kinds of events that happen with these guys, you know, where they're, they're invited to go places and gather. It's away from the crowd that, that comes and witnesses the event. So certainly the, the people with the speaker badges are always comparing notes and talking to each other and shaking hands and, and exchanging email addresses. And so what we've done with this film is, is allow anybody who, who wants to share in that the opportunity to be in on the private conversations among the greatest luminaries of the field. So we have a situation here where they're going to have a conversation anyway, but we're listening in to see what they have to say. Now, in this kind of discussion where we have people like a Stephen Bassett, for example, who is obviously an activist and somebody we've basically confronted a few times on the Paracast. The issue here, when he talks to somebody who has a different point of view, are you hearing those differences expressed in the course of this documentary? Yeah, in fact, uh, not to keep mentioning Stephen Bassett, but there's That's another okay. uh, section where he and Paul Davids, the producer of Roswell, they sit down and have a conversation about the history of government collusion and the mainstream media and the history of any cover-up where Bassett, of course, is absolutely convinced that there's been collusion with the government all the way from the very first UFO movies made back in the early days all the way till now with Avatar, and that some kind of disclosure is consciously happening. And then, you know, Paul Davids will say, well, you know, I just don't really believe that. I, I don't think that there's some kind of government 
people controlling what Hollywood makes and what they say. And, and both of them have a really, really good point. And, and so it's a fascinating conversation to watch. Um, yeah, and, and I agree. And, and sitting down, uh, as I did at, at some point, uh, I was brought into the to the process uh, down the road a piece after a lot of these interviews had been conducted. You know, reviewing all these uh, dialogues, it was very interesting to see um, how each of these investigators had their own kind of take on the subject and had their own uh, personal bias when it comes to to some pretty key points. And that is, is there a government cover up? How much does the government actually know? Is there some sort of collusion with the media, with um, you know various cultural uh, ways of disseminating this types of this type of information? And and it, it, to me, it was fascinating to see how each of these individuals, who are very very knowledgeable, obviously in the subject matter, how their own personal personal feelings about it uh, did diverge. And it was very interesting to see the repartee and and how the dialogues actually unfold based on the subject matter. That some of these people are very passionate about. Of course, Stephen Bassett, uh, as, as most of us know, is very, very passionate about about the subject of exopolitics and disclosure. And and there were a number of of people that were in the uh, the piece that 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 felt that this is all a pipe dream. Uh, me being one of them, I was one of three or four dissenting voices in the piece. And uh, and it's very interesting to see how these uh, differences. Are presented to one another, and then and then how they come to a common point of understanding. In some cases, agreeing to disagree. But I saw some minds being subtly swayed uh, through the course of these of, of these dialogues, and uh, that to me was uh, very fascinating. You know, I'm going to raise that question for you, and we're going to have to do our break in a moment. But maybe frame this question first, and then you consider it. Okay, so we have these dialogues, and as the title says, disclose your dialogues. You're talking about the subject about the best ways to approach it, getting different points of view. And you suggest during the course of this that minds were being changed in some fashion. So maybe in our next segment, let's talk about who might have changed their viewpoint, maybe more than one person, because of the things they learned or discussed during these dialogues on disclosure. We're talking with producer Ron James joining us to discuss the Disclosure Dialogues and the award-winning documentary based on that five-DVD set called It Could Happen Tomorrow. With Gene and Chris, you're in The Paracast. The GCN Radio Network, providing the world with hard-hitting talk radio. GCN. Great talk radio starts here. Ray Perkins, a reclusive veteran burned out from the Gulf War, lives tortured by relentless, perplexing nightmares. Nightmares of a horrific battle in deep space and of a mysterious woman suffering in agony for her devastated world. A woman not yet born, calling across centuries to him. Then, a coincidence leads him to his destiny, his chance to alter the universe. Attack! Attack! Of the Rockwell. The former fiction editor for Star Wars and Indiana Jones, Robert Simpson, writes The soul of the novel Attack of the Rockoids lies in its heart and passion for building a convincing tale of a love that spans a galaxy. A thrilling story. Attack, Attack of the Rockoids is available now. Read a sample chapter and get a special discount off of the cover price at our website, rockoids.com. That's R O C K O I D S.com. Attack, Attack. 
of the Rockwoods, a novel in the grand science fiction tradition. BePrepared.com is making deals in April because you need to be prepared now and you need to save. BePrepared.com is the official site of Emergency Essentials, a 24-year leader in emergency preparedness supplies. Everything from long-term food storage to emergency kits, water storage and filtration to alternative light and heat sources. What's on sale? Now through April 30th, save 28% on a freeze-dried garden vegetable combo, which includes peas, corn, beans, cauliflower, celery, and onions. Save 33% on the Catadine Hiker Micro filter new instant white rice as low as 849 and a 72 hour mre food and water supply a 72 dollar value for only 49.99 and much more at beprepared.com call 800-999-1863 to experience exceptional customer service and our low price guarantee that's 800-999-1863 hurry the beprepared.com april sale ends april 30th the choice is clear be unprepared or beprepared.com So you're a maker of something. Woodcrafts, fishing lures, glass designs, jewelry, purses, perfumes, goat's milk soap. Whatever it is, you made it here in America. Now you're eager for people to buy your products right here locally. Instead of buying competing products made on the other side of the world, right? Then you need to check out localmakers.com. Support America. Buy and sell locally at localmakers.com doesn't matter if you're a home-based business or a major manufacturer. Localmakers.com offers an easy way to connect with customers within your local community, as well as across the U.S., simply by entering a zip code. And there's no cost to join. So if you're a maker who needs buyers, go to localmakers.com and stock your products on one of our shelves. Localmakers.com. Promoting, preserving, and supporting your neighbor's manufacturing businesses. Are you still a traditional smoker? Now experience a new lifestyle and try vaping with e-cigarettes by LeSig. Imagine no ashes, stains, nasty smell, or coughing and hacking. With LeSig e-cigarettes revolutionary microelectronic technology, rechargeable battery, and unique replaceable cartridge, you'll get all the benefits and satisfaction of smoking without the hazards. Choose your taste from a wide variety of our new American-made vaporate e-liquids at LeSig.com. And LeSig smokes the competition by serving thousands of worldwide customers with real people customer service, fast, free, same-day shipping, and a 30 day warranty and satisfaction guarantee so are you ready for a new vaping lifestyle then call 870-518-4307 that's 870-518-4307 or visit lesig.com spelled l-e-c-i-g.com lesig e-cigarettes for today's modern smoker Kurt Seven, the author of UFO Mysteries, and you're listening to the Paracast. With Gene and Chris, you're in the Paracast. We have producer Ron James, conscious media producer, as a matter of fact. And before we discuss that question about minds that changed, Ron, what does conscious media producer mean? Well, you know, my, my basic definition of conscious media is media products that are designed to educate and enlighten and enrich beyond just media products that are designed to simply entertain. From a cold day in Panama City during spring break, Panama City, Florida, where I was filming MTV Spring Break wet t-shirt contests, I've made a decision that I wanted to do something more with my video production career. 
than create just mindless entertainment. And so since then, I've, I've produced probably 100 different DVDs, all on the subjects of metaphysics, new science, contemporary health and nutrition, and just worked with the luminaries of, of the fields. In fact, last week I did a project with Barbara Marks Hubbard. Um, I'm getting ready to start one that Marianne Williamson is involved in. I've worked with just a, a lot of people that are, that are very well known, a lot of people that are, that are shedding light on the planet. People often ask me, how come I also do this paranormal stuff in addition to all the quote-unquote spiritual work that I do? My answer is very simple. It's all the same stuff. When we begin to uncover the nuts and bolts of what manifests paranormal phenomenon, we are going to discover the nuts and bolts of what makes our reality. If we're able to prove the existence of something beyond our sight and our mind that is a living thing, uh, and, and in essence prove life after death, or at least life beyond the veil, we have accomplished something that religion and science have been trying to do ever since the dawn of man. So the paranormal uh, phenomenon is all tied in with everything that we're beginning to understand about our world and our reality. Now, you did mention, by the way, Ron, that you did stuff that you call mindless. Like what? Just curious. Well, you know, back when I first got started in video, I was doing a lot of commercials. So I was, I was making TV commercials for everything from used car lots to oyster houses. And then, you know, obviously I worked on shows like, a, you know, MTV Spring Break. I worked on uh, HGTV's Dream Home. I worked with Steve Irwin on The Crocodile Hunter. And what I mean by that is that there's a lot of shows that they're only there to entertain. For instance, there was a time when I was doing a project with dolphins, and it was beautiful video of dolphins. And I thought, you know, how cool would it be to bring some, say, Sports Illustrated swimsuit models to the Bahamas and have them swim with the dolphins and document how they are transformed by the experience. Well, you know, really portray through beautiful people the spiritual experience of, of swimming with the dolphins. It's and putting a human face on it, not just something for commercial purposes. Yeah, and, you know, basically have some meaning in the production. And the reaction that I got was, you know, we're not that interested in, in swimsuit models having spiritual experiences. But if you're out there shooting it and one of them gets bitten by a shark, we want that. And so, maybe their, their swimsuit falls off. We can have yeah, a Janet Jackson moment. But the bottom line is, is that traditionally the mainstream media, the people that are in the business of selling toilet paper, Coca-Cola, and Doritos, they do not want to stick their toes into the waters of transformation. They really just are very happy with the status quo, and so are their sponsors. Okay, so the one thing I mentioned in the previous segment, and this is something perhaps that you can go into, the question which was alluded to, I guess by Chris, and that is minds that may have been changed during the course of this disclosure dialogue procession, people considering their opinions and maybe modifying their stances? You know, one comes to mind that's very dramatic, and that is when Richard Dolan, who is obviously the author with Bryce Zabel of um, The Day After Disclosure and a lot of other books, and he's a very renowned historian in the UFO field. And, of course, Danny Sheehan is the, uh, the Jesuit attorney who has been in front of the Supreme Court and is constantly working between the religious establishment and the legal uh, realm to forward disclosure on a grassroots basis. He's got a very different approach to disclosure. He's got a very different um, feel about how it could be accomplished and what's necessary. And by the time it was done, Richard, during the interview, actually says, you know what, Danny, I've never really thought about what you're saying in a way that, that, that's practical, but hearing you tell me about it, I really get it. And Danny's thing is um, that 
In order to prepare humanity for disclosure, we should begin on a grassroots level, starting with the churches and starting with the social organizations and communities, where we have people that are kind of paving the way for the information to come out. You can watch through this interview where, you know, Richard's not really that on board with that. But as it gets to the end, they're actually talking about working together. So this is one of those rare moments, and we, we build the disclosure dialogues as a historical achievement. The reason we do that is because there will come a time when, when we already know that we're part of a galactic family, and people will look back at the definitive works that marked milestones in the process, and this will stand out as, as one of those things. The cast of characters, just about anybody who's, a, who's, who's anybody in the field, from Dr. Edgar Mitchell to George Knapp, George Norrie, Richard Dolan, obviously, Nick Pope, Peter Robbins, Dan Romanek, uh, Jennifer Stein, Gary Heseltine, Paula Harris. We just have Linda Moulton Howe. Every, everybody is in it, and they're all... Well, well not quite everybody. There's three notable uh, absentees. Well, there's three notables that we left out for, for our own reasons, but we, we consider that it is very broad-banded with a huge amount of relevant people. Hey, Chris, I think he wants to know who you left out. Well, uh... <laughs> Alfred Weber, you know, Michael we really Sala, like Stephen Greer. Yeah, uh, just in yeah. in 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 uh, in order, uh, I think uh, Michael Sala, uh, Alfred Weber, and Stephen Greer are not included in the piece. I'm I'm not sure. We, they were invited, I think, weren't they, Ron? Or what, what we, was the status? We did invite Stephen, and we did invite. Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't really want to say anything about why people are not in it. Just some people turned us down, and some people we decided we did, we did where they were going with their things just didn't really fit the film. Now, I gather then, of course, that in making these decisions, you wanted to get a wide range of viewpoints covering a fairly wide spectrum of opinions about disclosure. It wasn't just taking the people that may fit into a specific litmus test, but taking people whose opinions might be considered more extreme. Well, you know, extreme opinions are, are one thing, but, but um, people that are taking positions that just absolutely do, do not stand up to any kind of sound science whatsoever and advocating... You mean like Alfred are, Weber? Well, you know, I'm, I'm not really going to mention names, but sure. I mean, this is a guy who points at rocks and says that, there's, uh, that these are people walking on the surface of Mars. And, you know, maybe, but the analysis does not bear that out. And, you know, other, carry, other people are just very, very controversial in how they've conducted themselves and, their, and, and represented their credentials. And we feel like the people that we have in this film are, are, are very solid people with, uh, with integrity. And we just wanted that to be the, the cast of people that were involved. Now, when you look for disclosure, and this is another devil's advocate question that we can explore, when you look at disclosure or mention disclosure, obviously there's an assumption that the governments of our planet, specifically the U.S. government, has something they can disclose. They know something. They have guilty knowledge of what UFOs are, and we deserve the right to know what that information is, and that could be, of course, more than just a short discussion. It's a very extensive discussion about what did they know and when did they know it. So is that part of the argument that you've had to first say, we assume they know something, now let's discuss how we get the information? Or is that going too far? No, not at all. Um, as a matter of fact, you know, George Knapp and George Norrie both. Uh, George Knapp comes right out during his piece where I'm personally interviewing him and him and I are talking. And he says, you know, I'm not sure they know what there is to disclose. We have um, oh, Colonel John Alexander. Is that right, Chris? Yeah. 
yeah, he, he makes an appearance where he says, hey, I don't think there's anything to disclose. George Norrie says the same thing. He, he not only feels like even if they did know stuff, disclosure is, is probably not going to happen and that maybe they just don't know. And so there's plenty of people in this in this production with the opinion that, you know, maybe the government just doesn't really know anything. Maybe they know more than they're telling us, but maybe they know less than we think. And um, and so this is a very well-balanced piece. We spared no journalistic integrity in putting it out and allowing all the viewpoints to come out. And, you know, Chris was very largely responsible for, for filtering that stuff out and making sure that we presented both sides of the, of the story. That's why Chris is here, one of the very key reasons. Plus his expertise, and he's a nice guy. By the way, there are lots of ways to contact us here at the Paracast. You can write us, news at theparacast.com. That's news at theparacast.com. You can send us a tweet, the Paracast. What else can we be? The Paracast on Twitter. We have Ron James with Gene and Chris. You're in the Paracast. America's number one source for independent talk radio for over a decade. We are the GCN Radio Network. We also have swag. You know, we have all these exclusive Paracast things that you can buy. We've got like, I guess, 60 or so different items. And entails T-shirts, sleeves for notebook computers, iPad cases, mouse pads, the Paracast Jumbo Tote Bag... All sorts of T-shirts and jackets and stuff like that for men and women. We have a Paracast aluminum water bottle. All this stuff, you go to store.theparacast.com, store.theparacast.com. What makes it special is that the items are the best quality. Great T-shirts, fabrics, and they have our official logo on them. That's what makes them special in multiple sizes and colors. We even have stuff for children. Stuff for women, stuff for men. We have all sorts of sizes, like small up to X large. A lot of good stuff. That's the swag from the Paracast. If you go to store.theparacast.com, stop by and take a shopping tour. Spring is here. Growing season. The economy is not getting any better. In fact, it's getting worse. Think about it. At this rate, how will your life be in a month or even a year? Maybe you've been putting things off, but the time to act is now. The country is running out of food. You need to get your seeds before it's too late. At OrganicaSeed.com, you'll find one of the largest online selections of heirloom seeds, survival seed packs, as well as the giant vegetable seed collections that can feed you and your family for years. Grow your very own fresh vegetables, wheatgrass, fruits, herbs, rice, tea, coffee, and tobacco. With detailed growing guides available to you at no charge, you can maximize your harvest and investment. And the best part? All orders ship within 24 hours. So head over to OrganicaSeed.com. That's O-R-G-A-N-I-C-A Seed.com. OrganicaSeed.com today. If you owe money to the IRS, you can't make the problem go away by yourself. But with the help of Dan Pilla, you can get your problem solved once and for all. Hi, I'm Dan Pilla. For 30 years, I've helped thousands of people solve their tax debt problem, and I can help you solve yours, too. We take a very simple but proven three-step approach to solving your problem. First, we stabilize IRS collection actions so you don't have to worry about the IRS seizing your bank account or paycheck. Next, we build a comprehensive plan to get your tax debt reduced to the fullest extent possible, sometimes even completely eliminated. And finally, we work with you every step of the way to get your problem solved once and for all. Call us for a free consultation. Call 
1-800-346-6829. We'll work together to get your problem solved guaranteed. Dan Pilla has been protecting taxpayers from the IRS for three decades, and he can help you too. Call us today at 800-346-6829. That's 800-34-NO-TAX. Crank up your savings at the Webb's headquarters for hand crank and solar power preparedness. 21stCenturyGoods.com. Save now on solar generators from $289. Solar lanterns, just $24.95. Solar waterproof flashlights, only $12.95. Cook anywhere solar ovens from $279.95. Portable solar panels from 21stCenturyGoods.com give you the freedom to harness the power of the sun to charge your gear wherever you go. Show your patriotism with our line of solar flagpole lights. Plus, find a full line of emergency and shortwave radios, solar lanterns, and LED flashlights. And see our monthly two-for-one specials at 21stCenturyGoods.com. Spelled the number two, the number one, STCenturyGoods.com. Or call 866-999-8422. Spend $100 or more and get a free hand crank solar flashlight when you mention you heard us on GCN at checkout. Crank up your savings only at 21stCenturyGoods.com. Hi, this is Don Ecker, and you are tuned into the Paracast. Let me tell you what, you're going to hear stuff here that you probably won't hear anywhere else. Hear that, George Snorri? The subject of disclosure front and center because of that film that could happen tomorrow based on the disclosure dialogues, the five DVD set. Ron James joining Gene and Chris on the Paracast. And I'm asking a lot of questions, and I think, I hope, it will whet the appetite of people to buy the five-DVD set, which is, what, $30? Yeah. Um, it's pretty cheap. I mean, it's like Mad Magazine used to say, our price, cheap. 30 bucks for five sure. DVDs is cheap. Well, you know, a lot of times, especially in these specialty fields, when filmmakers go out and they make a product, then they're like, oh, they're just doing this to make money. And you know what? I'll be the first to say and let me just say it. Yeah, filmmakers need to make money. They need to make money to produce their next film. They need to make money to pay all those airfares. You know, this thing took us three years to, to produce. And so the idea that for some reason there's some kind of bad motivation behind wanting to create a film and get paid for it, I'm just poo-pooing that right away. And well, also you have to it, pay the rent. You have to pay for the next meal. Absolutely. You have to pay the electric bill. Do they expect people to work free? Hey, we're independently wealthy. We've got Bob Bigelow behind us, and therefore we can do anything. Sure. Steven Spielberg sent me a check for $100 million. Go make a film. Right. And for some reason, people tend to look down their noses, at, and you hear the comments all the time, oh, you just, you just spit that out for the bucks. So, you know, let me just tell everybody, <laughs> for, on behalf of all filmmakers everywhere, one, none of us are getting rich doing this. Even though we're charging money for what we do, we are doing it because it's a labor of love. And two, the fact that there's already a, a huge number, a couple at least, of very unscrupulous distributors that take films from people and make more money than they ever will off their films, um, it's very, very difficult in this business to, to even pay for your next film. And, and that being said, what we did with the Disclosure Dialogues, it's a five-disc set. It's 12 hours of material. It has the fully produced documentary that won the, uh, that won the EBE Awards. It won People's Choice and Best Film. And not only are we selling that for twenty nine ninety five, which is a half of what we could be getting it for, but we're also giving away a bunch of free stuff when you go to the website. You can, this week, I think it's a, uh, it's a free interview with Dr. Roger Lear and his um, subject that he's gotten a lot of evidence from. So 
nobody's trying to get rich off of this. We want all of you to be able to get your own copy, and you can do that at paranormalmediagroup.com. But that's uh, that's what we're that's our philosophy behind the film. We have to cover our costs, but we want everybody to be able to get one. So you give spare value, give a lot of value for what you're selling, and you get, I guess, minimal profits. I mean, how much profit can you make from twenty nine ninety five and five DVDs? You can't. Well, it, it, it's not huge, but the fact of the matter is we want everybody to have one. We don't want people to think, well, you know, I'd like to have it, but it's too expensive. So, yeah, I mean, we're, we, we're going to have to sell, I think we're going to have to sell like almost 5,000 of them to make up, and that's going to be very, very difficult to do. Now, I understand people have to understand the economics here, the situation. In the UFO field, paranormal studies, very few books and multimedia presentations become bestsellers and sell 5 million copies. It doesn't happen. Most of the UFO books you read, they're lucky to earn out, which means they're lucky to recoup the advance if you even get one. So you get a few thousand dollars for that. I made a lot more money writing books about personal computers and technology than I ever could have earned as a UFO book author, except for just a very few books. And the case of the Disclosure Dialogues, I don't want him to sell 5000 It would be nice if he sold 50000 Oh, we'd love to. Um, you know, the 5,000 number is what it'll take to break even. But, you know, I, I have to say that in, I've had five films in the EBE Awards. No, I'm sorry, four. Um, one year I had two at the same time, and that was the last year they were in Laughlin, Nevada. Every day that I come into my office <laughs> and I look up at those two alien statues, uh, if, if I never saw another copy, it's worthwhile. I mean, the, I know that it's not the Academy Awards, but it was an award I really wanted to win. And so there's certainly a, a, a large amount of um, personal satisfaction in doing this kind of work and, and actually getting recognized for it. Now, in putting all this stuff together, I guess the other question would be asked here, and that is, what's on the cutting room floor? What didn't you have time to put in? Ooh, good question. I, I wanted to put on the cutting room floor that's in there. <laughs> 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 There's a couple of interviews that didn't make it. Um, the the one that we shot with Roger Lear and, and his person didn't make it into this production because um, they didn't really talk too much about disclosure. So that's why we're giving it away as an extra. Um, there was a couple of other interviews that didn't get in. There's a lot of, of single-person interviews. Like we have a full-length interview with Edgar Mitchell. We have a full-length interview with Stanton Friedman. We have a full-length interview with oh, just a boatload of people I can't even name that, that we're just saving for something else. Um, they all make cameo appearances, but the full-length piece is not included here. So maybe you can have, like, a Disclosure Dialogues take two. Quite possibly. There's people talking to us about that. And then also, um, I'm sure we'll put a compilation DVD together at some point. And what we're doing with, with our sales efforts is about every month we change, we change it up and we offer uh, something else as a bonus. So like right now, if you go to paranormalmediagroup.com, you can order that. You'll get the Roger Lear piece. Um, and then you can also order a bonus pack. It's only 20 bucks more, and you get the DVD I did with David Icke. You get Chris's Secrets of the Mysterious Valley DVD, and you get, I think, In Search of the Crystal Skull. So you get, like, a, you know, almost 100 bucks worth of DVDs for, for half of that. So What's that site address? I want our listeners to hear that. Pardon me? What is that website again? Oh, it's uh, paranormalmediagroup.com. Okay. And Chris and I have produced probably five or six films together, and they're all available on there at really great prices. And we like to play. We like to package stuff together and offer people packages. 
You know, it's like, oh, two films and a free CD for X with free shipping. You know, just whatever, whatever it takes to get them out there. Now, what kind of reaction have you had people who've bought it already and people who've seen the film? What have they said about it? Uh, Chris, you want to grab that? Well, I mean, yeah. you know, it did win the People's Choice Award at the at the EBE Awards, and people come up to us privately, and, and they tell us that it's a very definitive collection. It's been through a couple of iterations. I think before we did the final cut, it was running a little bit long, um, and so, you know, we people would be like, well, it's a little bit long. <laughs> but, you know, we trimmed it down, and we... We redid the edit a few times. We listened to what people said, and now we've got what we think is a pretty good main film. So this becomes take two. Yeah, I think the, I think the version that's out right now is like version three. We premiered the very first version at MUFON, um, and it, that was very well received there. And then we, uh, we did it. Jennifer and Chris and I sat down and had a conference, and we ended up doing a final director's cut, which is what is being released now. And what you get now is the, uh, it's the um, EBE Award Edition, so it has the awards on the cover, um, and it's got everything's been remastered and, and redone. Um, and so it's a special edition, and I think we're going to make 100 of those before we go back to the original cover. So it's, it's, it's quite an opportunity to own something very, very cool. Now, is there a possibility of high definition here, or it wasn't shot that way? Everything was shot in HD. We, didn't, we edited it down, obviously, for traditional DVDs rather than Blu-ray. But, um, yeah, all of, the original produ- all of the original footage is all on HD. So can we pitch for maybe a high-definition version? Yeah, it's probably unlikely just because of what it's going to take to do that. It'll cost thousands to, to go back through and redo all of the material in HD. Like, we, we took the interviews, and, and they were shot in HD, but in order to, to really make them more interesting to watch and funner, when we, when we put it in a DV timeline, we would recompose our shots, and we would put some camera moves on them and just some really cool stuff that's very fun to watch. So if we put out an HD version of that, it would lose a lot of that, that cool stuff that we did. It's kind of like going but, you know, back before, into the project and kind of having to redo it, which may not be a practical thing to do. Yeah, especially since you know it, it looks great on DVD, and a lot of people have DVD uh, players now that up-res stuff to HD anyway. And then eventually, you know, a couple of years from now, this will be available as a pay-per-view download-to-own kind of thing. So I don't think it's ever really going to need to go to full HD. Does that make sense, too? Is it possible to offer at least the basic film that could happen tomorrow to an HBO, to a Showtime? Well, you know, if there's anybody out there from HBO or Showtime listening, uh, <laughs> just, you know, I'd be more than happy to talk about getting it out there. It's certainly a nice okay. piece, and there's, there's you know, uh, people like Prometheus Productions working with the History Channel have done a lot of stuff, and, and Chris is involved in that show, and so is uh, just about everybody we know. And they're doing a really nice, polished television version. It's just not as in-depth or as daring as what we do on our DVD stuff because, it, you know, we don't have to answer to anybody. But I do hand it to them for what they're doing. It's, uh, they put out some pretty good work. And I would think also when you have to deal with a network, there are compromises that have to be made. They may require you to re-edit everything. You never know. By the way, there are lots of ways to contact us here at the Paracast. You can write us, news at theparacast.com. That's news at theparacast.com. You can send us a tweet, the Paracast. What else can we be, the Paracast, on Twitter? Or check out our forums, forum.theparacast.com. Once again, that's forum.theparacast.com. Sign up. Get in on all the action. We have Ron James joining us with Gene and Chris. You're in the Paracast.
Are you tired of searching for great talk radio? Something more important. Search no more. We are the GCN Radio Network. Hi, this is Ted Anderson. If you'd like to listen to GCN programs on the go, I have great news. GCN has created a Droid and iPhone application, and it's free. Just as easy as going to GCNlive.com, click on the banner and download. Before you know it, you'll be listening to your favorite hard-hitting GCN shows, live or on demand, right on your Droid or iPhone, 24-7 and on the go. So download the Droid and iPhone app free by clicking on the banner at GCNlive.com. Thanks again for listening to GCNlive.com. Again, that's GCNlive.com. Hi, this is Ted Anderson. Have you ever wondered why banks, stockbrokers, investment advisors won't talk about gold IRAs? They've been available since 1986, yet the financial industry won't recognize the value of gold for your retirement. Gold has outperformed paper investments, yet no word about IRAs. If you would like to have gold for your retirement, call 800-686-2237. Don't get left behind by rising inflation and low returns. Call 800-686-2237. Secure your future and call 1-800-686-2237. Welcome back to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. So we're discussing a film about disclosure, the disclosure dialogues. Producer Ron James joins us. He's worked with Chris for a number of years, so they've put lots of things together, and they've assembled... And I've seen parts of it already because I have a copy. I actually got a copy from one of the people at the International UFO Conference. And it is really well done, very professionally done. And that's not always the case in a lot of these documentaries that get bandied about in the paranormal field. They don't know what professional means. And this is professional work. It's really good work and certainly worth watching. Chris, why don't you pick up on the questioning here? Even though you're a participant in the project... Yeah, I'm, I'm wearing I'm wearing two hats today, Gene. Right, he's got he's got yeah, basically he's also grown his beard back because of this. <laughs> well, I do. Yeah, have you know, Chris is like I'm not I'm not a believer in disclosure. All of my listeners know that I can't put my name on a disclosure film. And um, if you watch the uh, the video at the EBE Awards, um, he's very funny. He's like, yeah, you know, just don't drink the true believer Kool Aid, people. And so to have somebody involved in this project that is that objective and really coming from a skeptical standpoint, it's one thing that's that's made it possible for Chris and I to do so many films together is that we both share a journalistic, both integrity and approach to the stuff. We're we're not interested in believing for the sake of believing, and we're not interested in, in tweaking something to the point where we're imposing our opinion on other people. We want to put out stuff and just, you know, that, that any layman can watch and at least get a basic summary to develop their own opinion. So in a case like this, when you come up with a project like this, you're giving a number of viewpoints from a wide range of people and then hoping that people will look at this and maybe make their own determination. And I guess we should ask about this before we go into any other projects, and there's some listener questions too in our forums, and that is, can we take something like this, either the core documentary or the five-DVD set, and present it to scientists, to the government, and say, okay, tell us what you know. How do we get them to do that? Can we get them to do it if they know anything? Um, you know, it's very interesting how many people have tried to do that with the Disclosure Project and with, um, you know, Edgar Mitchell has tried to initiate, he founded Noetic Sciences, he's tried to initiate 
countless uh, conversations, and supposedly there are other people who are collecting the archives and the, and the eyewitness testimony of people who you know are willing to do that. It still hasn't hit the mainstream, and, and I think it's still dangerous. You know, the idea that, yes, we would love the next uh, version of Disclosure Dialogues to be a bunch of people that came forward and, and really disclosed, that would be fantastic. But the one thing that we're, we're totally aware of is, and this, this is very interesting that I even noticed it throughout the uh, production and didn't really put my finger on it until it was done, is we have a lot of people debating how much the government knows and how much the gover- government has failed to disclose and how much, you know, how much the government is hiding or not hiding. Nobody in this field and nowhere in the evidence presented is anybody debating the idea that we're definitely being visited or monitored by something we can't see. And I, I think that this production is definitely for people who already get that. And the people that don't get that can go back and read some of the, they can read some of Richard Dolan's books, UFOs in the National Security State. There's plenty of evidence, evidentiary publications and videos out there that establish pretty well. I think um, Stanton Friedman said it best. If you take it in front of a court of law and you lay out the evidence, you would almost certainly get a conviction for the existence of this kind of phenomenon. We're not asking that question in, in this production. We're not asking if they're here. We're just asking why isn't the government telling us about it. Now, putting yourself in the shoes of people in the government, let's say they know that E.T. is here, that E.T. is flying, obviously unfettered because they certainly can get ahead of our weaponry if it came to that, certainly far in advance of us. Doesn't that have incredible consequences that have to be considered? It's not something you can release willy-nilly and say, well, you know, people will accept it. Yeah, I suppose they will, but organized religions around the world are going to have difficulty, especially if E.T. gets here and says, well, their religion, their concept of religion is totally different from ours. Or they say, you know what, those things, those things that happened in biblical times, that was us. So that's one possibility. It can destroy religions or change our belief systems, cause all sorts of crises. What happens to the energy industry, oil industry, if we learn there's free energy out there, we only have to learn the secret. We only have to learn the alien technology. Or what if the aliens are Trojan horses? They're here to take us over. You consider all these possibilities, how does the government react? They may not know if E.T. is friendly or not. You know, it's, it's amazing because you just summarized a very big part of our film and also a really big part of the discussions. We address all these issues. Paula Harris really lays it out quite well. Um, and she's like, you know, what are they going to admit? And all they do is is they unveil a tapestry of lies. It goes back years and years and years and years. And, and Richard Dolan has a very interesting point about if this is really happening with all of the money that's been sent down into black projects and everything else, who's going to be accountable? People are going to go to jail. There's going to be lawsuits. And, and George Knapp, he's like, you know, how are they going to admit that they've been lying all this time without serious repercussions? And then, of course, Danny Sheehan goes in very deep into the, uh, the whole religious and philosophical and social implications of what it means. So you, you touch upon those subjects, and in this documentary and, and in the conversations that ensue on the other four discs, you really get to sink your teeth into the, the both sides of, of all of those topics. The thing that I found interesting about the religious question uh, that Danny Sheehan brought up, and, and it's a point well taken, the Catholic Church had the, uh, the Many Worlds Edict that was uh, released, uh, I, I think, by a, a, a panel uh, assigned by the Vatican 
that yeah, and this was in like it, that, this is twelve seventy seven. So you know the many worlds edict. Uh, if you look at that and look at at, at the stand of, of in in Danny's case being a a devout Catholic, he's he's really up to speed on on the process that is that we've seen unfold over centuries with with Rome and, and the the Roman Catholic Church. And then you know other people brought up, Peter Peter Robbins brought up a very interesting point about the um, Islamic faith and how they view the paranormal. It's much different from the standard rational sort of uh, age of reason-esque uh, Western world. So uh, these are all kinds of multicultural issues that, that that all kind of dovetail together in a very interesting way. And, and my personal favorite subject in uh, the, the whole project was these these cultural questions and also the, you know, the, the possible culpability of the government knowing obviously more than we do about this subject. And I've always contended because they know more than we do, they're, they're that much more confused than we are. It's when you start looking at all this stuff, it, it really is a kaleidoscope that uh, you have to slow it, slow the turning kaleidoscope down to really identify where all the pieces lock together in the subject. And then they change again. Huh? I, I said all the pieces lock together, and just when you think you recognize exactly you see the whole picture the picture changes that's yeah. been part and parcel of ufo research they try to find different patterns we had a five-year pattern for ufo flaps we had a seven-year pattern i think at one time all sorts of patterns and when you get the thing nailed down suddenly there is no pattern yeah well you know there's not going to be a pattern because we're not dealing with with creatures that with creatures or phenomenon or anything else that that operates in a way that we can define. And so, you know, it's just like with SETI looking for, for radio waves. As many radio waves as we send out into outer space, if there, there's something going on with the way the universe handles this type of stuff. Either advanced civilizations or beyond radio, never invented it. Uh, you know, there's, there's a lot of different ways, but we, we're, we're constantly trying to look for something we can't see with eyes that, that, that operate in a way that they've operated ever since we began searching. So, you know, basically we've got to, uh, we've got to look at the idea that none of this stuff fits in our boxes. And I think that once we do that and really get open to listening to what the physicists are saying, what the scientists are saying, or what we're discovering about the universe in general, that's when we're really going to be able to start seeing how this all fits together and, what, and, and maybe even get an idea of what's really going on. Well, part of the problem here is we're dealing with something that could be alien, and now we're trying to basically switch it over to our own logic and interpretation of the universe. You know, we believe the universe is this, but an advanced race it could be from another dimension, doesn't matter. An advanced race may have a totally different idea or concept of the universe, possibly a lot more accurate than ours. Ron James joins us with Gene and Chris. You're in the Paracast. So here's what happened. I was placing an order online. The site went down. It just stopped responding. It took hours before it returned, but I'd already placed the order with another company. If your site goes down, you could lose business. And if you have a business or personal site, you'll want to know it's easy to run and it will stay online. At iWeb, your site is hosted on one of the most reliable networks in the world. Check it out. iWeb.com. That's iWeb.com. 
You expect professional service from your doctor, your accountant, and even the girl who takes your morning coffee order. Why not from your domain registrar, too? Namecheap.com provides stellar service with no sneaky upselling. We offer more features and security options for your website than there are ways to order a latte. And new domains come with a WhoisGuard to protect your personal info. At Namecheap.com, you can get your domain for as low as $2.99. Now is a great time to get to know Namecheap.com. That's what it sounds like when a burglar kicks in the door of a dark house that looks like no one is home. Don't let your home be the next target. Make it look like someone is home watching television with fake TV. Fake TV is a small electronic device that makes the same light as a real television. So from outside, it looks like someone is home watching TV. Fake TV plugs in just like a lamp on a timer, but is far more convincing to burglars. Fake TV deters burglars, costs far less than an alarm, and is highly recommended by numerous police departments. Use it anytime you're away from home. To order your fake TV for only $34.95, go to faketv.com or call 1-877-5-FAKE-TV. Each additional fake TV is only $29.95, so get one for you and one for a loved one for safety, security, and peace of mind for both of you. Call 877-5-FAKE-TV or go to faketv.com. Faketv.com, the burglar deterrent. Digestive health is the key to wellness and elimination of toxins. That bears repeating. Digestive health is the key to wellness and elimination of toxins. And Pro-EM-1 Daily Probiotic Cleanse is the key to digestive health. Pro-EM-1 is a powerful liquid probiotic, strong enough to cleanse, gentle enough to use every day. Pro-EM-1 is dairy, wheat, and soy-free, contains all-natural and certified organic ingredients, contains no preservatives or animal products, supports a healthy digestive and immune system, supports weight loss, improves absorption of food nutrients, aids in controlling yeast infections, is never freeze-dried, and uses three groups of live, viable, beneficial microbes to cleanse and remove toxins. Order Pro-EM-1 Daily Probiotic Cleanse at Terraganics.com, spelled T-E-R-A-G-A-N-I-X.com, Terraganics.com. Or call toll-free 866-369-3678. That's 866-369-3678. Pro-EM-1, the raw probiotic. Don't answer it. If fear strikes your heart when the phone rings, knowing it may be another bill collector, it's time for you to call Zero Dead in 90 Days. 800-477-9256. Settlements, bankruptcy, and attorneys are not the answer and may end up costing you up to 10 times more than necessary. Listen, if you're already in debt, does it make sense to get buried in another payment plan? Zero Debt in 90 Days gets you out of debt in 90 days guaranteed without a payment plan and without attorneys or going to court. Get the fastest relief from debt on the planet when you call 800-477-9256. If you have debt with the IRS, credit cards, student loans, or a foreclosure, we can help at Zero Debt in 90 Days, and we are the only organization to provide written guarantees on the results. Go to ZeroDebtGuarantee.com. That's ZeroDebtGuarantee.com. Or call now for free information, 800-477-9256. That's 800-477-9256. We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Paracast, send it to news at theparacast.com. That's news at theparacast.com. And if you'd like to catch up on past episodes, we have hundreds of shows for you to download direct from theparacast.com. That's theparacast.com. 
or check us out at iTunes. With Gene and Chris, we're discussing disclosure and lots more with Ron James, a conscious media producer. He was one of those responsible for the five DVD set, the Disclosure Dialogues, 12 hours of discussions with lots of people in the UFO field about disclosure. Should there be? Could there be? Can there be? Of course, they had the award-winning documentary, It Could Happen Tomorrow, swept this year's EBE Awards at the International UFO Conference just a few weeks ago. And we've been talking about the government and what did they know and when did they know it. I guess the other question we ask when we talk about the possibility of there being a long-term UFO secret, and that is with different administrations, different political philosophies, how does a government keep that a secret for 60, 70 years? How do you, how do, you do it? You know, that's, that's an interesting question, and people that know the government on the surface know that you just can't. I think that you look back at the history and the, and the stories and the lore that involves the creation of top-secret, below-the-radar subgroups, you know, like the Majestic stories. It's the only way. I mean, and, and people that are, that are so scared to tell what they know, and then, of course, huge compartmental, compartmentalization where somebody might know a little something, like, oh, okay, here's an alloy. We don't know where it came from, but they don't know that it came off a spaceship in a hangar two, two doors down. The speculation of how the secret's kept, there's a lot of, of people that say, well, sure, there's a way. And there's a lot of people that say, you know, the fact that, that no secret is leaked is proof that there's absolutely nothing going on because the government can't keep secrets. So what's the answer to that question? It's uh, it. it goes into the same realm of speculation as, as many of the other questions. Question here, Gene, from one of our uh, forum posters uh, at forum.theparacast.com. And this comes from Sentry, who's uh, uh, been a forum poster for about a year. And he has three questions, one of which uh, we already kind of looked at, but we didn't really look at the implications of, he, he says, how does the fact that there are a few UFO-based religions complicate the government's position on discussing extraterrestrial life? And I think that's a good question because it takes that whole cultural concept, the whole cultural aspect of this, it, it, it looks at it even more closely. And that is, I mean, look at the Raelians, the Sun Temple, some of the groups that have sprung up around the contactees. I would almost consider uh, C. Seti kind of bucking to become some sort of religion. Uh, the Stan Romanek case, I think, is supplying a lot of people with uh, some spiritual elements. James Gilliland up at Trout Lake in Washington, for instance, has quite a, a, a solid you know, group of true believers uh, about his message and what he's getting from this phenomenon. What do you think, Ron? Do you think that, that there's the potential for establishing some sort of deification of these entities uh, might be one of the things that's holding the government back from, uh, from disclosing? Um, no, I think that really, if there is anything like that going on, it's going to be the realization that we've been creating deification of them through all the major religions, <laughs> that when we realize principles like Genesis Revisited and some of the other stuff, that, that what we're calling angels really aren't, what we're calling gods on some level really are not. Um, and so I don't think it's so much that we're going to deify something that has not been deified. I think it's that we're going to reach a very, very hard-to-swallow definition for things that have already been widely deified. Well, of course, we've done that in fiction already, like the TV series Stargate SG-1, where they depict an alien race of parasites that first appeared in ancient times and made slaves of us. Yeah, and, you know, it's like, what do they say about fiction and truth? So I think that 
as as we begin to compare the alien question with religions, we're going to find out that that many of our religious traditions and and of our spiritual stories have an alien twist. And of course, that's not like anything groundbreaking that we're suggesting here. The Ancient Alien series talks about it at, at that length. And then Richard Dolan in our project talks to Danny Sheehan about that. I mean, where does it end? You know, pretty soon people are going to say, well, then Jesus was an alien. And I think that when you actually lay that out, well, okay, could Jesus have been an alien? That describes it right there. That in one sentence, in one question, really echoes the tremors that would rock through the world upon, you know, further disclosure and further understanding. So, yeah, was Jesus an alien? Well, who knows, but that's a question that people might not really want to come to grips with. Well, that would be up to the aliens to answer if they chose to answer it. And then the other question is, could we accept what they look like? I don't mean insectoids. You know, we see a praying mantis, and that's E.T. I'm not talking about gray aliens. I'm saying is if there's E.T. out there, and there certainly are thousands, millions, billions of planets that may harbor life. We're learning more about that every day. That might be possible gradual disclosure. Okay, if they're too alien to us, will it be like the movie Contact where they have to assume a look that is something we can accept and deal with? The question is, how do we cope with this truth? I think we're living on a planet where there's such diverse life forms that if you just look at the, everything from the microscopic bugs that live in your bed all the way to uh, lizards and snakes and insects and uh, other microorganisms, we're already exposed to the idea that life has many, many different looks, and many of which are grotesque to us. So it would, I think that it would have to be something really, really bizarre and way outside the box of life on Earth to create an issue where we're really having a hard time with what they look like. I mean, we, we, we've seen insanely incredible and some might say very ugly, very disgusting, very strange animals right here on the planet. And so we are used to the idea that life does not always look like we might expect life to look like. And I, it's a point well taken. Uh, I think, you know, again, these cultural elements and these, these, the nuances, I think, uh, cross-culturally are a major subject of, of discussion in the disclosure dialogues. And I think it's a, a subject that we don't really talk about enough. One of the things that Danny Sheehan brought up is that disclosure has to probably, to have the best chance to succeed, it has to be a groundswell of people organizing on a grassroots level and making their elected officials accountable, their, their scientific community and their religious leaders accountable for this growing body of data that suggests without question that we're being visited or uh, interacted with by something non-human and highly technological and intelligent. So I'm going to go on to another uh, question here from Sentry. And I think this is kind of a rhetorical question, but he he wants to know, is, is the truth already out there? Does it lie among the rumors, misinformation, and speculation? In other words, as they say about disinformation, uh, the most effective disinformation is the truth uh, surrounded by lies or wrapped uh, inside of lies. Or What do you think, Ron? Do you think that there are, we already know the answer? We just haven't pulled it out of the, uh, the morass of uh, possibilities? Well, you know, as the, as, the, as the film ends and I give my final narration, um, I talk about how humans in, in, in sooner or later are going to be a spacefaring race if we don't destroy ourselves. And that there will be a time when we're standing in our spaceships looking across the stars, just kind of chuckling 
about how there was ever a debate over disclosure. And 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 what I say at the at the back end of the film is that um, you know how can we debate something that instinctively we should already know? And the other question is disclosure. It's already happened. The rest is detail. And I totally believe that. I think that the truth is out there. I'll tell you what, this truth is out there, too, and we'll hear about it in a moment. We have Ron James joining Gene and Chris. You're in the Paracast. The GCN Radio Network, providing the world with hard-hitting talk radio. GCN. Great talk radio starts here. Ray Perkins, a reclusive veteran burned out from the Gulf War, lives tortured by relentless, perplexing nightmares. Nightmares of a horrific battle in deep space and of a mysterious woman suffering in agony for her devastated world. A woman not yet born, calling across centuries to him. Then, a coincidence leads him to his destiny, his chance to alter the universe. Attack! Attack! Of the Rockwell. The former fiction editor for Star Wars and Indiana Jones, Robert Simpson, writes The soul of the novel Attack of the Rockoids lies in its heart and passion for building a convincing tale of a love that spans the galaxy. A thrilling story. Attack, Attack of the Rockoids is available now. Read a sample chapter and get a special discount off of the cover price at our website, rockoids.com. That's R O C K O I D S.com. Attack, Attack. Of the Rockwell, a novel in the grand science fiction tradition. There are so many benefits you can get from taking unheated, grass-fed whey protein. It helps put out the fire of inflammation and the pain it is causing. Eliminate the craving for sweets or carbohydrates. Better sense of well-being, weight loss, muscle strength, energy and growth, and optimal glutathione production. Glutathione is the number one means by which you detoxify all toxins, and this is vital to you feeling and looking good again. Consuming One World Way is the most powerful way to raise glutathione. People report the normalization of blood sugar, the elimination of heavy metals and drugs, and they've reported the elimination of pain and the alleviation of constipation after three months on One World Way. Children love the flavor and prefer it over junk food. One World Way is performing mighty miracles for young and old and is superior, unique, and unprecedented from any other whey protein powder on the market. To learn how to feel and look younger or to sculpt your body the way you want it to be, call 888-988-3325 or visit OneWorldWay.com. That's OneWorldWhey.com. We all know the importance of having storable foods, but what about when the food runs out? What then? For real food independence, you need a supply of non-hybrid seeds. Introducing the Survival Seed Vault from MyPatriotSupply.com. The Survival Seed Vault is sealed for freshness and includes 20 varieties of easy-to-grow non-hybrid seeds for only $37.95. For less than $40, bucks, you have got real food independence. And the Survival Seed Vault includes detailed planting and seed-saving instructions. Imagine the barter power you'll have when the food supply does collapse. Right now, save $9 instantly when you buy three or more Survival Seed Vaults from MyPatriotSupply.com. Same-day shipping on all orders, plus free shipping on orders over $49. Call 866-229-0927. That's 866-229-0927. Or discover more emergency preparedness products at MyPatriotSupply.com. That's MyPatriotSupply.com. What if pain could be reduced, ailments could be alleviated, physical and mental stress could be eased, and blood circulation increased, all by simply lying down? Introducing the original Biomat. 
The Biomat is an FDA-registered medical device that combines deep, penetrating infrared space-age technology and revitalizing negative ions with the incredible healing power of amethyst crystals. A Biomat can boost your immune system, relieve pain and stiffness, reduce stress and fatigue, and assist in detoxifying your body. Join the thousands of people reporting relief from chronic pain, fibromyalgia, arthritis, sports injuries, insomnia, and much more. Each Biomat comes with a lifetime trade-in and three-year warranty. Learn more at bio-mats.com, spelled B-I-O-M-A-T-S.com. Or call 360-944-8692. That's 360-944-8692. Visit bio-mats.com today and enhance your life with a Biomat. Hi, this is nuclear physicist lecturer Stanton Friedman. You are listening to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. With Gene and Chris, you're in the Paracast. Ron James joins us. Chris is wearing two hats here. He's co-host of the show, and he's also involved in the production of this film, The Disclosure Dialogues, five DVD set for just 30 bucks. And, of course, It Could Happen Tomorrow, which is the documentary that is based on that Disclosure Dialogue. And we're framing your questions, listeners, asked in the Paracast community forums about the implications of E.T. being here, about disclosure. And you were still asking those questions, Chris. The last question that, that involves you know, the whole subject of disclosure, we're going to go on here to some of the other work that uh, Ron has done, and, and including one project that I was involved with uh, that has to do with haunted sites. But, but the, the question is, uh, you know, because of the fact that, that leaked documents, you know, with WikiLeaks and going back to the Pentagon Papers and, and other leaked documents, uh, is there a possibility, do you think, Ron, that, that we're going to see some sort of sleeping gun evidence uh, leaked in the form of documentation or, or maybe the ultimate whistleblower coming forward uh, with some documentation? Do you, do you think there's a possibility of that? I personally feel there is. That's probably our, our best hope for any sort of d- disclosure by accident or by, by groundswell from the government. But well, what do you think about that? Do you think that uh, that there's a possibility that we may have an event that would be so uh, slam dunk that the government would have to come clean? Well, you know, George Norrie addresses this in his conversation with Cheryl Jones um, on one of the discs. And, and I'm, I like George. He's, he's a friend of mine. And I tend to agree with him when he says he doesn't think that disclosure is going to come from government itself, but that it will come from a whistleblower, and that sooner or later – you're right. They're either going to land on the on the White House lawn, and the government's just going to have to say, "Well, yeah, we kind of knew about it," um, or the evidence is going to come out in some other way, and the government's just going to have to kind of keep quiet about it, but but acknowledge it in whatever kind of way they're able to pussyfoot around the subject. It's difficult, no matter what. An event like that is going to be orchestrated. It's not like some guy that was in the astronaut program that really knows there's a base on the moon or or whatever is going to come out and blow the whistle. Somebody is going to be given permission to blow the whistle. Somebody's going to actually be told to blow the whistle. So even though it's going to look like a whistleblower spontaneous event or a landing or whatever, if the government has truly been keeping this a secret, then have no doubt that when the secret comes out, it will most likely be at least somewhat orchestrated, even though it might appear not to be. Let me ask you a question related to that, Ron, and that is, 
okay, we always look at the U.S. government as the source of all this information. You know, it's in there. But we're not looking at all the other governments of the world. Some of them have released some UFO information, not really maybe the best evidence, but something throwing us a bone from the various governments. Why would it be the U.S. government? What if the Chinese government says, we're going to get a leg up on this technology, we're going to do it? Or maybe Saudi Arabia, why must it be the U.S.? You know, that's a very interesting question, and we actually covered that again in the, uh, in the doc and in the, in the conversations. But I think what's going on here is that this knowledge, there is a reason it's being kept from us, and that reason makes sense to every government that has the knowledge. In other words, if in the former Soviet Union they had discovered the extraterrestrial craft, well, on, on some level there were high-level talks between governments, and it was decided for a reason that we do not know that, yes, we are going to cooperate and keep this a secret. And there could have been some kind of technology share that happened. There could have been reasons that they did it. Or, as, as Chris has been known to say, the truth could be so shocking that no government in their right mind would, would reveal it to the people. You know, there's the whole possibility that the human race has been genetically engineered and that we're being grown on this planet like a crop and that we don't even know why we're here. And there's a whole possibility that maybe it started out that way, but we were given the reins and now we're being groomed to be an intergalactic society, which I think one of the reasons they're not landing on the White House lawn now is that if that is true, we need a few more generations to not only not destroy ourselves, but to evolve to the point where where we, we are worthy of being in space. And so... So we're not going to see Klaatu come to the White House lawn. Is that preordained that they made that decision? Someone made the decision, we can't have that revelation now, but maybe sometime in the future we will be ready. Well, I think that if that decision was made, it wasn't made by Earthlings. I think it's being made by, by whoever is, is in the background pulling the puppet strings. I think that if, and, and it's a big if, but if you look back at the ancient alien theory and that the, these beings have had an influence on planetary evolution from almost day one, they could have terraformed Earth, for all we know, and, and they're still involved, then it is, for a, it is for an end. It is for a purpose. We could be little children being raised by our parents with love. We could be cattle being raised for whatever reason. Um, we don't know. And, and the reason could have changed. Maybe we reached a certain point in our evolution where some galactic council said, okay, you, you can no longer treat this, this planet as property. These, these beings have shown promise, and so now they have to be allowed to continue down a different path. There's so many stories out there and so many possibilities, uh, all, you know, all these different alien races that people talk about. It could all be true. None of it could be true. But the fact of the matter is there's so many different possibilities. It's hugely exciting. Now, the other possibility here is, is there a gradual disclosure and maybe we could look into that for a few moments before we go on to other topics about your other ventures in the paranormal. And that is that the government, or even the governments in concert, working together, at least on some things, say, you know what, this is what's going on. We've got to get people accustomed to this reality. So we're accustomed to the fact that every so often we hear about the next Earth-like planet, M-class planet, whatever, Goldilocks planet being found in some other star system. And there are more and more of them. And we say, you know what? These are Earth-like. They seem to be the kind of planets where life can arise. Therefore, it follows that some will have intelligent life. Therefore, it follows that they may travel through outer space like we hope to do, although the space program is in shambles right now. 
So gradual disclosure, is this something you folks have considered that's already happening, but it's not going to basically play out for another few years? Yeah, definitely. Well, I, I, definitely I think so. Think, yeah. At the end of the film, I postulate that for sure. But what's really going on is that scientists all agree that absolutely that you will you will be very hard pressed to find a scientist in almost any field that will say now nah, there's no way there's life in the universe. They all pretty much agree that mathematically, the idea that we're the only um, planet in the universe with life is pretty much not possible. So the idea that there's life in outer space that's already a widely accepted uh, truth, and so disclosure of that people are getting more and more used to that we all understand it so when we say disclosure is already happening um, certainly the planet and the people on the planet have already been prepared for the idea that there's life in outer space in fact we all pretty much accept it now and we're led by our scientific communities and even our religious communities at this point and of so course we have all the science fiction series from the 60s star trek it has been taken over our cultural media has already said, okay, in fiction, we have ubiquitous life around the universe. We are in touch with that life. How far do you have to go before we say, oh, by the way, they're here now? Well, I think we're halfway there. I mean, because we're already to, they're here. Not necessarily here on the planet, but here in the universe. There's, like I said, there's nobody in, in the mainstream pulpit at this point that's going to say there's no way there's life in outer space that pretty much everybody from the scientific community even to the churches have all laid out either yes there absolutely must be or if there is it's okay and so when we talk about a gradual gradual element of disclosure happening i don't know if i'd call it a gradual disclosure as a imperative evolution in other words this knowledge is coming it's already here um is it being disclosed or is it being unfolded as we discover it collectively? Um, you know, that's open for debate. And always there's going to be some people with a little more knowledge than others. So when you start looking at the gray areas between what does the government know, what are they not telling us, what have they already told us, what's being filtered into the collective consciousness, it all gets very, very blurry and very, very fuzzy. But out of all of it comes, yes, as a planetary species, we already know pretty much with 100% certainty that – there's life in other, on other planets. And this Are is unfolding, too, coming next on our show. We have Ron James with Gene and Chris. You're in the Paracast. America's number one source for independent talk radio for over a decade. We are the GCN Radio Network. Graphic Converter is the image manipulation tool for the rest of us. It does not use any database. You get full control of all your files. Want to view the images of a folder? Drag it into Graphic Converter, and a powerful browser opens up to show your image files. You could use it for slideshows. You could use it to import images from digital cameras or from scanners. Need to do some image editing? You can do that, too, in Graphic Converter. Also, print catalogs. Convert from so many formats, I can't even list them. Download now to see if Graphic Converter is good for you, like one and a half million other users. Guess what? You could save money when you buy Graphic Converter. Use the coupon code NIGHTOWL. Use the coupon code NIGHTOWL to get a special price for Graphic Converter. Go to LemkeSoft.com. That's L-E-M-K-E Soft.com. LemkeSoft.com. L-E-M-K-E Soft.com. 
We all know that Berkey Water Purification Systems are the most trusted name in water filtration. As an authorized Berkey dealer for over six years and serving thousands of satisfied customers, the Berkey Guy offers amazing specials for Berkey Water Filtration Systems. The Berkey Light Systems include a set of self-sterilizing and recleanable black purification elements that purify water by removing chlorine, pathogenic bacteria, cysts and parasites to non-detectable levels and remove harmful chemicals such as herbicides and pesticides. Order the Berkey Light System today, complete with two black Berkey elements for only $231, and the Berkey Guy will ship your order free of charge. With the purchase of a Berkey Light, the Berkey Guy is also offering a set of fluoride and arsenic filters for only $39.99. That's over 30% off the retail price. Call the Berkey Guy at 1 888 3653. That's 1 888 3653. Or order online at goberkey.com. That's goberkey.com today. If you're taking one, two, five, or more nutritional supplements, please stop. Simplify your supplementation with BioSuperfood, the most advanced nutritional whole food supplement you can buy. Men, women, children, even Olympic athletes the world over have discovered BioSuperfood from BioAge.com. And now take just one nutritional supplement instead of many. The BioSuperfood formulas are whole food products composed with four of the most nutrient-dense algae found on Earth. BioSuperfood for the brain helps with focus, memory, clarity, and mood. If you can increase brain health, the rest of the body is a no-brainer. Bio Superfood has zero toxicity and is safe for you and your family. Learn more and order your Bio Superfood formulas at BioAge.com. Spelled B-I-O-A-G-E.com. BioAge.com. Or call 877-288-9116. That's 877-288-9116. BioAge, the age of advanced organics. Iodine protection packs from HempUSA.org are now in stock for immediate delivery worldwide. Our iodine protection packs include micro plant powder, green life kelp, red palm oil, and our clear roll-on iodine that will feed the body the iodine it needs. All iodine protection packs are in stock, save you money, and ship for free in all 50 states. Visit HempUSA.org or call 908-691-2608 today. HempUSA.org has a revolutionary wonder food for detoxing the body and rebuilding the immune system. Microplant powder can help unclog arteries and soften heart valves while removing heavy metals, virus, fungus, bacteria, and parasites. Plus, it cleans and purifies the blood, lungs, stomach, and colon. Keep your body clean with microplant powder. Visit us at HempUSA.org or call 908-691-2608 today. This is Jacques Vallée, and you're listening to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. With Gene and Chris on the Paracast, Ron James, film producer, who's worked on a number of projects with Chris O'Brien. We're kind of wrapping up disclosure discussion because there's so much else going on. Now, one of the things you said very early here in our paranormal universe UFOs represent one mystery. A lot of people in the UFO field want to think there's a line of demarcation. Here's UFOs, maybe ET, that's one thing. But all the rest of this stuff, it's a different sort of phenomenon if it exists at all. But what do you think? Do you think it's all related to similar causes? Well, I mean, certainly people have their 
their favorite genres, and certainly people can debate about the causes. Is is a ghost haunting being caused by the same thing as a UFO landing in Rendlesham Forest? In a way, yes, and in a way, no. I mean, certainly there are different uh, manifestations of unknown phenomenon, uh, so they're, they're completely different. But then what ties them together is that they are all elements of what comprises our physical reality and our universe and our multiverse that we don't yet understand. So I think they're profoundly interconnected, even if they might not be directly connected. And I agree. And I think that one thing that the UFO phenomena may represent is a collective manifestation of phenomena designed to pull us off planet, like a wind blowing, you know, dandelion seeds around your your yard. We have to get off the planet and see the universe in order for our species to survive. We know there's going to be an asteroid strike. The sun's going to go supernova. Something cal- calamitous will be happening in the future of this planet. So perhaps we know this collectively and we're pulling ourselves off planet and manifesting these types of phenomenal events to get us to start thinking about getting out into the universe. Now, having said that, perhaps there's, there's some other type of connection on a collective level to, uh, to other paranormal phenomena. I think, uh, for instance, one of the things that, that excited me upon re- meeting Ron and finding out uh, about his very deep interest in haunted sites, um, it, it dovetailed nicely with some of the work that I've been doing on location-specific hotspot and window, window areas uh, in the San Luis Valley and elsewhere where I was uh, documenting UFO activity that seemed to be centered around pretty, pretty specific locations. So I see there's a connection just in, 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 in the actual overall appearance of the phenomenon uh, between hauntings and, and UFOs, I'd say, that, that there, there does seem, in my mind, to be a connecting point. Um, UFOs could be likened to uh, airborne, uh, you know, airborne ghosts or mysteries. I mean, they're very ghost-like in the way they can appear and disappear, uh, violate the laws of, of, of physics. The location-specific aspect of it is what really intrigued me, and that's one of the things that uh, that I think the Dead Whisper Project, for instance, Ron, uh, why don't you give us a, a quick background on Dead Whisper? Because I, I think this is a highly unrecognized and underrated work that you've done. Um, yeah, well, you know, Dead Whisper, it's been out for about five years. It's uh, it's also available on our website with a couple of other uh, projects in a nice little package. Um, but it was a uh, it started off to be a psychic investigation. Uh, we went to Chicago, Chris and I, and um, we met up with some people that were just really, really talented ghost investigators. And we went to some haunted sites, and we didn't really think we had anything. We were going to do we were trying to do a teaser to pitch a TV show um, around this psychic, and we filmed for three days. But when we got back, we started analyzing the EVP tapes, and we started looking at some of the photographic and visual anomalies that that occurred during the investigations. And we realized that we'd captured stuff that neither one of us even believed in at the time. And so Dead Whisper was created, and it's to this day it's considered the definitive film on, on electronic voice phenomenon. And a lot of people that are ghost hunters, they, they all know it. Um, so it, it certainly made a mark in the field. But, yeah, like Chris says, it hasn't sold 100,000 copies, and it hasn't been on TV. But it, if you're into that type of phenomenon, it's a film you should definitely have. To discuss some of the real groundbreaking uh, elements that uh, that actually were documented uh, in the in the project, uh, the time dilation effects really spring to mind. Uh, there's a couple of very very good examples that are extremely hard to uh, uh, explain away of 
of time, what appears to be some sort of time dilation or time effect uh, phenomenon. Why, why don't you uh, let's address that uh, briefly? Well, I'll tell you what. I'm going to let I'm going to let you tell the one about the the time dilation because you you've told that one more than me, and I think you've got a better handle on it. Uh, it was pretty amazing. Um, what I'll talk about is what we call the interactive EVP, and the interactive EVP is obviously a reaction that you catch on tape. When you're in the environment, for those of you who don't know, you're using electronic voice recorders and you're re recording on video cameras and everything else, and you don't hear any of the stuff that appears on the tape later. And it might only appear on one tape or, or one piece of electronic recording devices, but you don't hear it there and it doesn't appear on everything. But then as you go through the stuff, you find these anomalous things that sound like voices. And there's a lot of poo-poo explanations for how this stuff happens, and, and a lot of people can say, oh, it's stray radio waves, it's this, it's that. But when it really begins to defy explanation is when you get what we call the interactive EVP. And in Dead Whisper, there's some examples of this. And one of the very, very most interesting ones is we had a psychic there, and he was um, saying that he was communicating with the spirit of a little boy. And he said, we're in there and he's talking to him, or we're videotaping the whole thing, and the little boy's name was Adam. And the psychic says, what was your favorite time of year, Adam? And then there's a pause, and then the psychic says, Christmas. Like, like he was repeating the impression that he was getting from, from the spirit. Um, when we got the tapes back to the studio and we're playing them, you, you can hear the psychic on the tape. And what we found is right before the psychic said Christmas, as clear as day on one of our pieces of electronic media, a few seconds before he said Christmas was the word Christmas. It was, it was so um, plain and easy to hear that it was undeniable. And what we did is we, we still have to this day the original tapes, not even, not even tapes, this was a, uh, like an RCA digital voice recorder. We have the original voice recorder with the original files, and we protected this evidence chain so that anybody that wanted to could come in and say, okay, prove this to me. Everything's got the timestamps. I don't know if there's a way to, to alter the recordings that are on digital voice recorders to, to interject pieces of faked material, but if there is, I don't know how to do it. So what I'm saying is, is we got an interactive EVP, and, and we got several, but this is a good example, where it's very, very hard to deny that something has left this word on this tape before the psychic said it. And so what we have is evidence of, of some kind of disembodied being communicating with the psychic, both through a psychic conversation, uh, a, a psychic medium event, and an EVP event where by some kind of thought process or some kind of energetic projection process, they were able to put this word and leave it on this piece of uh, RCA digital recording. Okay, this voice, what was it, a male voice, a female voice, something in the middle, what? Yeah, it was, it was, it was definitely a male voice. It was kind of a whisper. Um, and it's, yeah, EVPs a lot of times come across as whispers, and there's a lot of theories about what, what is actually happening here. Um, that we probably won't go into now, but there's a. Uh, they usually come across as whispers. Sometimes they come across as distinct voices. We've heard, we've gotten accents. We've gotten male, female. Um, our EVP expert actually went to an Indian burial ground one time and got <laughs> EVP. He got ancient Padawatomi <laughs> that only a few people yeah, left he, knew how to knew how to talk. University. <laughs> yeah, the, they listened to the tapes and they said, you know what, this is a language that's not even spoken anymore. And, you know, how do you explain that? You go to, you go to an Indian burial ground and you come back with gibberish 
and it turns out to be an ancient language that nobody even knows. How do you explain that? You can't, you can't say that was a stray radio wave. That is some kind of energy leaving some sort of communication in some kind of uncanny way. And Dead Whisper, the film, captures a lot of that and lays it out in a very evidentiary process. And so that's why for a haunting phenomenon, it's a, it's a really interesting film. Now, a lot of times, of course, you see weird things happening on these TV reality shows. We go to a haunted house, and here's what's going to happen. Now, in those cases, I expect most of that is staged, isn't it? Well, you know, I can't speak for these guys. I know that, um, that there's, some of it is, and, and I know that some of it isn't. And um, there's been stories, you know, where, like, a ghost hunting show has been caught. with oh, there, there went a fleeting white figure in a sheet, and then they freeze the frames, and the, the fleeting white figure is wearing tennis shoes. I imagine when you're under the gun to collect paranormal evidence and every week you have to deliver, perhaps there's compromises that take place. That's why Chris and I don't make paranormal TV shows. We make DVDs and we make original media and we take a year to do it and we put it out. And then we so it, you don't have a producer coming back and saying at 47 minutes into the show, the first ghost appears and at 48 minutes everybody is running out of the house and you capture their screaming and yelling and then you have the music and then you go right to the commercial. When you come back, they discuss it. You can't have that because, obviously, that may not be what happens in the real world. We have Ron James with Gene and Chris. You're in the Paracast. Are you tired of searching for great talk radio? Something more important. Search no more. We are the GCN Radio Network. Hi, Ted Anderson announcing a great way to listen to radio on the telephone. By calling 760-569-7700, you'll be hearing GCNlive.com programs in seconds. Come to GCNlive.com, find your favorite host's dedicated phone number, and hear them 24-7. You heard me right, every show has a dedicated phone number. Stop by GCNlive.com and bookmark their number today. And again, that's 760-569-7700. We the people grow cotton, weave fabric, engrave ink, embed strips and fibers to protect from counterfeit and carting to a private bank, having it led back at interest, forcing taxes to service debt. This capitalism, or was Jefferson correct when stating a central bank issuing the public currency is a greater menace to the liberties of the people than a standing army? Ted Anderson, I'm placing a free silver dollar in a book that explains our monetary system. Call for your copy, 800-686-2237. It's time to understand the system. Call 800-686-2237. That's 800-686-2237. Welcome back to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. With Gene and Chris, you're in the Paracast, final hour of our episode with filmmaker Ron James. We started out discussing the disclosure dialogues, but we've segued into their studies of the paranormal. Of course, Chris is playing two hats here. He is co-host, and he is one of the people involved in working with Ron on these films. Chris, we have more questions now from our audience focusing on the paranormal aspects. Maybe bring some of those in. Well, I think Ron gave some really good examples uh, that answer this next question. comes from our longtime moderator, Angelo, who's one of our resident skeptics. 
She has a, a Mario cartoon avatar with a, a leering grin on its face. With so many ways of explaining hauntings, why do you choose to veer towards the paranormal? Why ignore the fact that there are so many possible explanations for, for everything? I'll use myself as an example. I used to believe in ghosts, so whenever something weird would happen, I would think it was paranormal. After learning about how the human brain works, I realized that pretty much anything that happens that could be thought of as a haunting could be explained. Anyway, is there something you can point to that can't be explained? And I think you did a good job. Uh, there was a time dilation. You answered the question before it was even asked. Sure. Well, Chris, we didn't. Co- you can cover the time dilation. That was the strangest one, I think. Yeah, I still don't know what to make of this. When when we arrived at Rico D's, which is a, a fairly notorious haunted site that reputedly Al Capone had back in the 20s as his country home, had a bordello, uh, secret passageways to smuggle, you know, bootleg liquor. A um, number of, of deaths uh, happened in, in the place. It became a biker's bar. We know people died, uh, overdoses, uh, other horrific uh, deaths in the place over the years. And so we went to this place, and upon arriving, the owner, it's now a restaurant called Rico D's, and the owner, or it was at the time, the owner medicine said, you can go anywhere you want, but you can't go to the attic. So one of our crew members on the sly, of course, ran up to the attic with a, with, a, with a digital recorder and clicked it on record and then ran back down. So within five minutes of arriving, somebody had already, <laughs> if we had known, we probably would have gotten mad. But, but somebody on their own initiative went up and threw a, a recording device up in the, in the attic. So we go through the investigation. I think it was about 45 minutes to an hour later. We're all standing, uh, there was five of us out of the group, I think of eight, that were standing in uh, the upstairs kind of sitting room area. And I was changing out batteries, and uh, we didn't have anything recording, unfortunately. I wish we had. But there was a lull in the conversation. Everybody had been keeping their voices, um, you know, fairly lowly modulated. Nobody was whispering or anything, but everybody was was talking in a, in a, in a, in a low voice. And then there was a, one of those moments uh, in a room where there's five people and nobody is saying a thing. And out of the clear blue, loud as a bell, we had F you. I mean, everybody just, well, it was F you, but I can't say that word on, uh, on right, broadcast right. radio. Uh, yeah, so, uh, uh, which is interesting because most of our best EVPs uh, were, were swear words. So it, it's kind of... In that particular place. It was weird. In that particular place, yeah. So basically you have to get the DVD to hear the words, unfettered, uncensored. Yeah. Well, I mean, anyway, we what a, and the, and the EVPs were completely different. We go to this place with this mob history and this biker history, and we capture voices on tape saying every cuss word in the book, and 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 we and this this fu that happened, and it's just it's so bizarre how the energies of the EVPs change based on where you're at and, and what kind of of residual stuff is supposed to be there. Well, yeah, keep going with the story, Chris. It's just, it's yeah, I immediately, of course, I immediately looked around and, and everybody said simultaneously, did you hear that? And so I quickly threw a battery on and I, I continued recording. And then right as, as uh, just within seconds, three of the other team members, including, you know, the owner of the place, walked into the room and I'm filming this. And, uh, you know, we tell him what just happened. And he what, what did he say? He said, I can't believe. He, he said, said like that a, was something else. Wow. Yeah, that was something else. Wow. And so, you know, we got this, you know, obviously we were recording this on video, so we, we got this in the room. Well, when we went to retrieve the recording device in the attic, later we were given per- permission to go up there and we retrieved it. When we reviewed the evidence on that recording device, 
five minutes after that recorder had been put down, about 45 to 50 minutes before Don said, what was that phrase again? I, I, I can't believe that. that. Wow. wow. That was something else. Wow. On the recorder, 45 minutes early, is a voice that sounds like Don saying that was something else. Wow. But it's different. It's not, the, it's not a duplication yeah, of... It's, it's not his voice. It sounds kind of like him, but it's not. And, and, the, and the inflection is in the wrong place. The, the timing is a little off. But how do you explain that? 45 minutes before the event happens that prompts the owner to say those words, 45 minutes prior to that, we have an, almost an identical recording from the attic, which was uh, you know upstairs and 40 feet away. So yeah, it's pretty weird stuff. I mean, capture an EVP that, that says something that's, that, that's actually originated by a human nearly an hour later and it's like what <laughs> and and that whole place is like walking into a uh you know walking into a vortex and between the psychic stuff that happened there and the the we've got some visual anomalies there and we certainly got a boatload of evp there and and then here's this thing where it's almost like something happened with with time itself that enabled something to be well, there's some sort of time dilation going on I was so freaked out when I found it that I didn't even. I talked to Chris. I'm like, dude, we can't even, we can't put this in. Nobody's going to believe it. And, and we did put it in, and and it's documented. The timestamps on the on the cameras are are significantly more ahead than the timestamps on the. It's office. almost an hour. I think it was 45 to 50 minutes, uh, if yeah. I remember correctly. I mean, it's been a while it's since. Weird, I... It's a weird thing to have happen that you know I, we couldn't have made this up. It's just incredible, what what what, what we caught, and that whole the, you know Dead Whispers full of stuff like that. But the big question, I guess, is do we prove to Angelo that what you report here is accurate and not something that you're mistaken for something else? I have a response to what he said, and, and that is that if your explanation for seeing a ghost is because your mind was utilizing some kind of chemical reaction or some kind of scientifically provable thing that enabled you to see and experience a ghost, or there was something in the external reality that triggered that experience for your mind. The more we're learning about the very nature of reality and how we literally create our own reality, it's really not worth asking anymore what's the difference. Because the fact of the matter is that we're living in a world where our perceptions are our reality. So, and our reality based on our perceptions is just as viable as anything that we can say is real or not. So if you, if you experience something you can come up with a whole lot of different reasons why it was what it was, but the fact of the matter is we're living in a quantum world. They can all be true and they can all be false at the same time. And that's what I mean when I, t when I say that the, uh, our understanding of the very nature of our reality is going to be expanded as we learn more and more about what causes these things to happen in the first place. So I'm not discounting what he said here. I'm just saying it fits right in. Yeah, good uh, good point. Uh, you know, I, I echo that as well. I think I think the there is a reflective quality to the paranormal to you you follow UFO sightings as well. I mean, I've had uh, multiple witness cases where a group of people are standing there and everybody can see the object except for one. Why couldn't that person see it? You know, when when the first European uh, conquistadores saw the Grand Canyon, for instance, for the first time, their brains literally could not assimilate what they were looking at. Their brains couldn't uh, process the information. They, they thought that the canyon was a mile wide and that the river was only 30 feet wide. 
It wasn't until they tried to go down to the river that they realized that their brains had fooled them into thinking that it was something by a factor of 10 smaller. So the human mind is, uh, is, a, is a wonderful organ, the most complex organ uh, that we know of uh, in the universe, uh, and uh, at least up till this point. And uh, some of the things I think that uh, are found at your better haunted sites, I think some of these phenomenal events uh, really deserve uh, study. And it's, it's unfortunate that these ghost shows that have to come up with uh, week after week, year after year, have to come up uh, with types of scenarios that top last week's episode. It, it just doesn't work that way. And I think uh, when we had Dr. Barry Taff on uh, a month or so ago, he really uh, blasted these shows for giving a real false sense to the public of what these phenomenal events are all about. And I'll tell you what, we have to find out what this is all about first. We have Ron James joining us with Gene and Chris. You're in the Paracast. We also have swag. You know, we have all these exclusive Paracast things that you can buy. We've got like, I guess, 60 or so different items. And entails T-shirts, sleeves for notebook computers, iPad cases, mouse pads, the Paracast Jumbo Tote Bag, all sorts of T-shirts and jackets and stuff like that for men and women. We have a Paracast aluminum water bottle. All this stuff, you go to store.theparacast.com, store.theparacast.com. What makes it special is that the items are the best quality, you know, great T-shirts, fabrics, and they have our official logo on them. That's what makes them special in multiple sizes and colors. We even have stuff for children. Stuff for women, stuff for men. We have all sorts of sizes, like small up to X large. A lot of good stuff. That's the swag from the Paracast. You go to store.theparacast.com, stop by, and take a shopping tour. Introducing a diabetes breakthrough, an easy, natural, organic way to bring relief to diabetics. Introducing MDS Forte, a concentrated super strength extract formulated for those who are looking for relief. What can MDS Forte do for you? MDS Forte reduces glucose levels safely and effectively, reduces cholesterol and triglyceride levels, increases HDL or good cholesterol while reducing LDL or bad cholesterol. MDS Forte reduces A1C, improves eyesight and circulation to the limbs, and helps with weight loss. Is non-toxic, caffeine-free, 100% natural, 100% organic, and comes with a 100% money back guarantee waiting for the side effects disclaimers with mds forte there are none order a 25-day treatment of mds forte by calling 213-405-5355 213-405-5355 or visit bestbloodsupport.com that's bestbloodsupport.com for mds forte a diabetes breakthrough we all know the importance of having storable foods but what about when the food runs out? What then? For real food independence, you need a supply of non-hybrid seeds. Introducing the Survival Seed Vault from MyPatriotSupply.com. The Survival Seed Vault is sealed for freshness and includes 20 varieties of easy-to-grow non-hybrid seeds for only $37.95. For less than 40 bucks, you've got real food independence. And the Survival Seed Vault includes detailed planting and seed-saving instructions. Imagine the barter power you'll have when the food supply does collapse. 
Right now, save $9 instantly when you buy three or more survival seed vaults from MyPatriotSupply.com. Same-day shipping on all orders, plus free shipping on orders over $49. Call 866-229-0927. That's 866-229-0927. Or discover more emergency preparedness products at MyPatriotSupply.com. That's MyPatriotSupply.com. Don't answer it. If fear strikes your heart when the phone rings, knowing it may be another bill collector, it's time for you to call Zero Debt in 90 Days, 800-477-9256. Settlements, bankruptcy, and attorneys are not the answer and may end up costing you up to 10 times more than necessary. Listen, if you're already in debt, does it make sense to get buried in another payment plan? Zero Debt in 90 Days gets you out of debt in 90 days guaranteed without a payment plan and without attorneys or going to court. Get the fastest relief from debt on the planet when you call 800-477-9256. If you have debt with the IRS, credit cards, student loans, or a foreclosure, we can help at Zero Debt in 90 Days, and we are the only organization to provide written guarantees on the results. Go to ZeroDebtGuarantee.com. That's ZeroDebtGuarantee.com. Or call now for free information, 800-477-9256. That's 800-477-9256. We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Paracast, send it to news at theparacast.com. That's news at theparacast.com. And if you'd like to catch up on past episodes, we have hundreds of shows for you to download direct from theparacast.com. That's theparacast.com. Or check us out at iTunes. With Gene and Chris on the PowerCast, Ron James, film producer. We talked about the disclosure dialogues earlier. Now we're focusing on the stuff with a more paranormal event. I know in our forums at forum.thepowercast.com, Chris, a lot of discussions about Dr. Taft's appearance. I think uh, Barry, is he's a guy that kind of walks his own, his own path. Uh, he really is very outspoken. I mean, he's a credentialed scientist who's, you know, investigated over... 4,100 cases uh, over the years, including the famous case of, uh, in California that they turned into the movie Entity with uh, Barbara Hershey. And he looks at this stuff, I think, from a, a, an intensely scientific way. But the fact that he's also a sensitive uh, by nature is also a very compelling aspect to his work. So we need more people like Barry Taff in the field, people that are credentialed scientists that are open-minded enough to, to look at these subjects and investigate them scientifically. I have a couple of other questions that dive into the whole subject of EVPs. This is an area that's uh, becoming more and more controversial, uh, especially with with skeptics. And uh, this uh, question comes from Polterwurst, who's a fairly recent addition. He's been uh, a forum poster for a year. And he says, hey, that dead whisper stuff sure looks interesting. And he, he, he writes, the lesser classes are quite easy to dismiss. I'm afraid only the Class A EVPs, where people seem to get quite clear, albeit not always sensible, voices talking and even answering them might be possible paranormal coincidence. Did you get any Class A EVPs yourself? What do you think they are? That's the part one of the question. Then he asks, do you think there are people faking them? <laughs> so what do you think, Ron? Uh, you want me to take a stab at that first? and then uh... my, my as yet unrevealed theory of conscious echoes kind of talks to that. Right, uh, that's, that's true. For dead, but I suppose I could put it out right now. It would be the first time 
put out into the mainstream. Okay, <laughs> folks, let's have an orchestra to strike up the band here, or just let, let you go. Have a drum roll. Yeah, orchestra. Drum roll. Okay. And everybody who's listening, brace yourself. That's Chris's drum roll, by the way. I know it's not the best drum kit, but it works. Do people fake EVPs? They might. Shame on them if they do. The fact of the matter is on EVPs, a real EVP has a very weird sense to it, and it almost has an energy that rides the air. So when, you, when you're hearing a real EVP, you don't only hear it, you feel it on some, some level. It, 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 it actually registers to your physical energy. Um, so people that really know EVP can kind of tell. And I haven't seen a lot of instances where people are faking stuff. Um, I know in Dead Whisper, we were really, really careful to deliver everything perfectly. We didn't enhance it. We cleaned stuff up, but we didn't enhance it. We didn't do anything to make it easier to understand beyond just normal audio filters. And so, you know, I hope there's not people out there faking EVP, especially people that are making films and making TV shows. If, if you are, you know, shame on you for doing that. Anybody who's serious about what we're doing, we are trying to find and present the evidence that will change the way humanity looks at its existence. And if there's people out there that are faking stuff for the sake of, for the sake of what, you know, this is serious business. This makes doing. it harder. And, you know, for, for, for people who don't understand that the proof of life after death could very well come from somebody on a paranormal investigation. This is it, the proof of, of, of alien species interacting with planet earth could very well come from filmmakers making films like us or from the guys doing the research. So if, if somebody's out there actually fabricating stuff, exaggerating evidence, doing any of that, you're not only doing a disservice to yourself, but you're doing a disservice to all of humanity because we're not doing this because it's fun and games. We're doing this because we are seeking the answers to the biggest questions facing humanity. Not the little questions, not the medium-sized questions, the biggest questions. Is there life after death? Are we alone in the universe? And, and if you're out there being a part of the community of people who is trying to find those answers, well, congratulations. And if you're one of those people out there, and I know, I know there's a few out there, but there's not that many, but if you're one of those people out there taking a lackadaisical approach and, and not really caring about stay, staying in integrity of what you deliver and you're faking stuff for TV shows and you're faking stuff for, for your articles, well, you're really part of the problem. And if there's anybody out there like that that's listening, <laughs> That's what I have to say about that. <laughs> they know who they are. I, re I really take exception to that stuff. I, I, I think that there's too many people working too hard, and um, and, and the and the questions are too important. And so, if you're out there just being not being in integrity with what you're delivering to the public, and and you're faking evidence just for who knows what reason, you want to be famous, you know, go yeah. put a video of your cat on YouTube. Well, one of the things about one of the things, Ron, about Dead Whisper, we should probably remind everybody is one of my main jobs was the the evidence chain and making sure we kept as accurate as possible documentation of our recordings when when recorders were switched on, um, what went with what. I mean, all there is an evidence chain here that that you kind of had me be responsible for. So I I'm, I sign off on the on the accuracy and. There was nothing switched around. Everything pretty much comes in the order in which it occurred. Uh, with, yeah, I, mean, you know, I don't think any exceptions to that. Yeah, they happened exactly where. And, and a lot of times when we, in fact, every time that we're showing the EVPs, we're pl we're, we play the video where, where possible, which in almost all of them it was. We play the video, 
and then we show you the audio waveform that came off a separate recording device, and we play the vi we play the audio that came from the human that matches the video, and then you get to hear the EVP, and then you get to hear what the human said afterwards. So yeah, we were know, the first ones to do that. Yeah, I haven't really seen anybody do a better job. Um, it's, a, it's in the evidence section of Dead Whisper. And, you know, if, if you're interested in this film, we also, Chris and I also made one called Ghost Asylum, and um, then we also have a, an audio book that I did a long time ago where, as a fiction writer, but it's, it's about ghosts and things. And you can get Dead Whisper, Ghost Asylum, and the audio CD all on paranormalmediagroup.com, all for one price. I'll so tell you what, folks, we do have a link to the site over at theparacast.com. So if you link on the Disclosure Dialogues, you'll go to the entire store, you'll be able to look at all the films they did. And I won't send you a bill for this, Ron. Why, thank you. <laughs> well, in answer to the first part of the question, did we get any class EVPs ourselves? Yes, we did. Absolutely. And, uh, and and we're quite proud of that. Uh, our EVP expert, uh, Michael Esposito, who's been on the show, uh, is sitting on a collection of EVPs that he's gotten around the world that are just uh, staggering, including the, the extinct uh, Padawatomi, um EVP. And, uh, Ron, you were, you were beginning to talk about the conscious echoes uh, theory and your hypothesis uh, that could possibly explain uh, an aspect of hauntings, uh, at the very least, and 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 it dovetails with the EVP phenomena as well. You want to you want to just give a, our listeners a thumbnail on that? Yeah, you know, one of the things that, that we're always dealing with when we look at what's causing the paranormal phenomenon is that when you actually get an interactive EVP, um, then it kind of poo-poo's a lot of, of theories. If you believe that what you just got was truly something interacting, then there's a lot of ideas about what's causing paranormal phenomenon, and one of them that especially scientists like to, like, if they have to support something, it's the one that they, they like to at least say is possible, is that what you're picking up is an echo on space-time. I'll tell you what, let's have this echo first. It's going to echo front and center. We have Ron James with Gene and Chris. You're in Paracast. The GCN Radio Network, providing the world with hard-hitting talk radio. G-C-N. Great talk radio starts here. Graphic Converter is the image manipulation tool for the rest of us. It does not use any database. You get full control of all your files. Want to view the images of a folder? Drag it into Graphic Converter, and a powerful browser opens up to show your image files. You could use it for slideshows. You could use it to import images from digital cameras or from scanners. Need to do some image editing? You can do that, too, in Graphic Converter. Also, print catalogs convert from so many formats i can't even list them download now to see if graphic converter is good for you like one and a half million other users guess what you could save money when you buy graphic converter use the coupon code night owl use the coupon code night owl to get a special price for graphic converter go to lemkesoft.com that's l-e-m-k-e soft.com lemkesoft.com l-e-m-k-e soft.com all whey protein powders are not created equal. 
Fresh Liquid Whey has been used for hundreds of years to restore health to the sick and youth to the aging. Why is it that no one reports these benefits from today's whey protein powders? It is because they are all processed with heat or chemicals, which damages the protein and amino acids, making them allergy-causing or toxic to your body. One World Whey's True Cool process retains all the powerful properties of fresh raw whey in a concentrated powder. My name is Stephen Hewer. As a degree nutritionist, my goal is to make you healthy in as short a time and as affordably as possible. One World Way is speeding up the process of helping people get healthy and is replacing the need for many other supplements, making it more affordable. To learn how One World Way may help you with fat loss, the elimination of inflammation and pain, detoxification of heavy metals, intestinal health, brain function, and increases in strength, energy, and muscle size, call 888-988-3325 or visit OneWorldWay.com. That's OneWorldWhey.com. Right now, the average family spends one-fourth of their income on food. It's time to cut your food budget in half by using the best, most affordable food on the planet from eFoods Direct. The savings from eating this food will actually help you pay your other bills. Serve these delicious meals to your family tonight for a quick and easy dinner for about $1.25 a serving, compared to over $3 a serving for any other food. This food is compact, making it easy to store some away and will be just as delicious in 25 years as the ones you cook tonight. Is it affordable? Absolutely. The new Alex Jones Family Pack saves you up to 50% compared to other food storage companies. See the comparison at eFoodsDirect.com forward slash Alex or call 800-409-5633. My friends, as crazy as this world is today, you'd be nuts to not get a storable food supply. Give eFoods Direct a call and order one of the Alex Jones Family Packs and test it out today. Start your journey of food independence today at eFoodsDirect.com forward slash Alex or call 800-409-5633. Meet Jerry D. Hi. Jerry and his family, like you, are very concerned about world conditions and have gathered many emergency preparedness items, including turtle tough shelters. We have added two 24-foot turtle tufts to our supplies and feel very secure knowing our large family is ready for whatever the future may bring. Turtle tough shelters are not tents. They are permanent yet portable four-season geodesic frame shelters that are as strong as a cabin at a fraction of the cost and are easy to set up, take down, and move anywhere. Available in two sizes. Get your Turtle Tough Shelter and accessories included at TurtleToughShelters.com. That's Turtle, T-U-F-F, Shelters.com. Or call 801-623-3288. That's 801-623-3288. Or see them online at TurtleToughShelters.com. Turtle Tough Shelters, your all-season home away from home. Hello, this is John Burroughs, one of the witnesses to the Rendlesham UFO incident. You're listening to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. With Gene and Chris, you're in the Paracast, and we're featuring Ron James, who's worked with Chris on a number of projects. Obviously, the Disclosure Dialogues, the award-winning documentary could happen tomorrow and Dead Whisper in Search of Ghosts and the Supernatural. You want to pick further discussion on this, Ron, or let Chris go to another question? Um, well, I think since the guy was asking about the EVPs, we'll lay this out. This is a very controversial idea, but it, but it makes a lot of sense, and I've discussed it with a lot of people, and I get mixed reactions. My feeling is that there's a lot of different things that are causing the paranormal encounters, but the idea that there are spirits, actual full spirits of human beings that are trapped someplace that's never set well with me. And the reason it hasn't set well with me is because I think that, you know, human beings having a spiritual experience here in this place 
I find it just really difficult to grasp that we go through our learning process and everything that we do here only to be lost in some netherworld for Lord knows how much time. It just doesn't seem like a like an evolutionary process of the spirit. Um, I suppose it could happen on some occasions, and maybe it's just another realm of existence, um, but it, it, it never really resonated with me in, in my investigations. But that left me with a lot of questions that we have to answer. Um, there is the idea that paranormal phenomenon is literally echoes on space-time. So in other words, something really drastic happens, and it leaves an impression. And quantum physics is telling us that time is, a, is a simply another dimension. It's an illusion. Uh, we, we experience time sequentially, but it actually exists simultaneously. So perhaps in a big event, um, an impression is left on, on the fabric of space-time, and that can resonate away from its point of origin through time, and traces of it can be picked up. And that's a really interesting theory, and I think that it's quite possibly true. But it does not cover the element of interactivity. If there is an echo on space-time, and it is causing paranormal stuff, like you say, you're picking up EVPs, or you're seeing, for instance, the same woman ghost that walks across the same hallway, um, and, and that's an echo, that's great. But if it's an echo, it is not, it, it, it's not conscious. It can't interact. It can only play itself over and over again like a recording. So that could explain a few things. But then when you get into the interactive EVP, you get into situations where people are interacting with something. Well, the simple echo or the simple uh, imprint on space-time just isn't enough to answer the question, what's causing it? So after a while, I came up with uh, what I call the theory of conscious echoes. And what the theory of conscious echoes says is that in the moment of an unexpected violent death, or in the moment of any other kind of, of fast-happening uh, event that causes major changes in, in life or, or life to death. Um, let's take a look at what happens, for instance, when somebody's being killed, being murdered. The person is arguably experiencing their whole life flashing before their eyes. Adrenaline is pumping through their body in a way that's never happened before. They are in a state of fear, panic, pain. Um, all of these things, and, and this, is, this is all coming out of the human mind and the human experience at one time in a burst. And so you take all of the extremes of energy that it is possible for the human being and the human energy field to create, and you combine them into this one burst of, of, of energy that just happens instantaneously. That realization that you're going to die, that, that brief look at, at your whole life, that pain, what you get is a burst of energy that happens in the moment. And my theory is, is that that burst of energy made up of those things is so intense that perhaps it stays cohesive and over time begins to develop a rudimentary self-awareness that actually progresses. So imagine now that this burst of energy has created an energetic almost life form that is made up of perceptions of a life, fear, panic, adrenaline, confusion, all of these things. It's, it's a very primitive, very rudimentary, energetic life form that is made up of, of just a really ugly moment. And as that, as that embraces itself through, through time, it becomes more and more aware. So that eventually you end up with poltergeist activity, you end up with these beings that are able to interact on tape, you, beings that are able to interact to a certain amount with the physical world. And it's really just a, it's, it's a, it's a life form that we don't really understand yet. 
so what you end up with here is a it, it's it's almost like a new type of life form. It's a life form that we don't understand, but it's made up of the energy of that moment and the thoughts and the emotions and the physical sensations that happen in that moment. And as I said, over time, it, bega- it, it develops more and more self-awareness. And so what I call this is the conscious echo. And the reason I call it the conscious echo is because it is, ma- it, it is made up of that moment just as an imprint on space-time, but it was created with such a vast amount of energy being expelled at, at, at the exact same instant that perhaps it stays cohesive and develops its own form of self-awareness. So we have maybe a mental form of Dr. Frankenstein here. Yeah, or, you know, there, there's... Um, there, there is in some of the mid-eastern and eastern philosophical religions, they have what's called the tulpa, and what that is is a uh, it's an energetic being that that the mystic can create to go and do his bidding, and it's like you, you like creating a ghost. And so I didn't I didn't find out about this until after I put the theory forth. In fact, I I, I put it forth to Colonel John Alexander, who a lot of people know for his UFO um, connections, but he's also um, spent a whole lot of time studying death. And uh, he was the perfect person to have this conversation with. And, uh, and he's the one that brought to my attention that the theory of conscious echoes actually uh, creates, if, it, if it's viable, it creates the same, uh, the same type of energetic being as, as the, uh, the, the legend of Tulpas. So it's, it's very interesting to find a correlation in some sort of traditional spiritual belief that says that these types of, of beings are actually possible. Now, when you say tulpas, what about UFOs? Maybe that's a possible explanation for at least some of them? Well, you know, the, 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 these beings supposedly are created by mystics, and they're energetic phenomenon that can be controlled. So in other words, it's like I could create my own little doppelganger, and he could go out and do stuff for me while I stayed in my house. And perhaps the UFOs, as Chris was saying earlier, are manifestations from the collective consciousness. Um, and again, when we start asking those kind of questions we really get into what is the nature of our reality. And I think that you can say yes to these things, you can say no to these things, because they can all be true and they can all be false at the same time. And um, the idea that, you know, Chris wrote Stalking the Tricksters, and that opens up a whole new area of, of why these things are appearing to humanity and what they are. So I think there's the, the, the answer is probably a combination of a lot of things. I don't think my theory of conscious echoes covers every paranormal haunting. I don't think that aliens from outer space, aliens from other dimensions, um, cover every bit of what we're calling, you know, unexplained aerial phenomenon and unexplained experiences like abductions. I think that there's a combination of things happening and that they all point to one thing. And the one thing that they point to is that we are living in an energetic matrix that is being created and physically manifested around us from really nothing. And we don't understand what the reason is, but these these anomalies more and more point to the fact that that's what's going on. So once you realize that you're living you're living in literally a matrix, you're living in a in a in a, in a hologram, a quantum hologram, a computer game almost, and it's some kind of advanced spiritual galactic simulation. A, a, con, a construct. All the time. A construct, yes. Yeah. And, and, and then you realize that, well, you know, if it's really that true and, and it's just a program, the, the laws of physics are a, are a program and the energy is, is folding out based on that program and the unused portion of our human brain is what actually renders the reality around us, um, then things that we say, well, that can't be true, well, none of that really applies anymore. Of course it can be true. Anything can be true. 
So we just have to sit together in the right size room and we could make it so. So when Captain Picard says make it happen or make it so, we can make it so. And maybe we're collectively making UFOs appear as they are now, but 100 years from now we will make them look different because our culture, our society is different, our expectations are different. Wouldn't it be strange if our entire reality is not a reality at all, just a construct? This, by the way, is not a construct. It is another way to contact us. From Twitter, we are the Paracast. So if you go to Twitter and you use the Paracast, you find us just like that. Conscious media producer Ron James joins us. You're with Gene and Chris. You're in the Paracast. America's number one source for independent talk radio for over a decade. We are the GCN Radio Network. If you want to get your website online and you need reliable service, first-class service at the lowest possible price, there's only one place to go. Well, DreamHost has a special promotion with our show where they'll offer you unlimited disk space, unlimited bandwidth, one-click web apps such as WordPress, 24-7 support. You can save over $55. You want to know how? Go to DreamHost.com slash radio, DreamHost.com slash radio. Eight years, fate has provided true reports of the strange and unknown. Fate brings you the latest in all aspects of the paranormal, like angels and miracles, psychic phenomena, ghosts, UFOs, and much, much more. To receive your complimentary fate magazine, call now at 1-800-728-2730 or visit their website at www.fatemag.com. That's 1-800-728-2730. What are you waiting for? Your fate awaits. Attention, information in this one-minute message could save your life. Don't wait for the next emergency to happen. Act now to be prepared. Now, more than ever, civilians and communities must communicate with family, friends, and neighbors in the event of civil unrest, natural disasters, or other emergencies. That's why there's CivilDispatch.com. CivilDispatch.com is a universal system that can be used for a wide array of urgent notification alerts. Weather emergencies, civil unrest, emergency responders, amber alerts, school or business closings, any need-to-know situation. CivilDispatch.com is an emergency dispatch communication system, allowing anyone to quickly and easily send and instantaneously track emergency email and text alert notifications. CivilDispatch.com gives you the power of enterprise alerting without the enterprise cost. Don't find yourself unprepared. Learn more and become a member at CivilDispatch.com. That's CivilDispatch.com. Civilian Emergency Dispatch System. Peace through preparedness. If you constantly feel run down and tired, your pH level might be low and your body could be full of toxins. If what you drink is not at a pH level of 8 or higher, you are inviting bacteria and acid to thrive in your body. But there is something you can do. Simply add 10 drops of AlkaVision Plasma pH drops to your water to help your body rid itself of acidic waste, increase oxygen, and raise your pH balance to optimum levels. AlkaVision Plasma pH drops combine a unique formula of the most alkaline minerals in the world. Alkalizing the water you 
you drink, ridding your body of acidic waste and toxins, and helping you regain energy and vibrant health. And studies show viruses, bacteria, and toxins cannot survive in an alkaline, high pH environment. Order your bottle of AlkaVision Plasma pH Drops at AlkaVision.com. That's A-L-K-A-Vision.com. Or call 269-409-1776. 269-409-1776. Alkalize your body. Supercharge your health at AlkaVision.com today. Iodine protection packs from HempUSA.org are now in stock for immediate delivery worldwide. Our iodine protection packs include micro plant powder, green life kelp, red palm oil, and our clear roll-on iodine that will feed the body the iodine it needs. All iodine protection packs are in stock, save you money, and ship for free in all 50 states. Visit HempUSA.org or call 908-691-2608 today. HempUSA.org has a revolutionary wonder food for detoxing the body and rebuilding the immune system. Microplant powder can help unclog arteries and soften heart valves while removing heavy metals, virus, fungus, bacteria, and parasites. Plus, it cleans and purifies the blood, lungs, stomach, and colon. Keep your body clean with Microplant powder. Visit us at HempUSA.org or call 908-691-2608 today. This is Jacques Vallée, and you're listening to the podcast, The Gold Standard of Paranormal Radio. Okay, we're getting to the core of our discussion here, the nature of reality itself. Is it separate from us? Do we create our collective or individual realities? Maybe Matrix is true. Maybe we're sitting asleep somewhere in suspended animation and the computers are playing it out for us. Wouldn't that be strange? Well, you know, it's really interesting because Chris and I also produced a series of DVDs uh, called Bigger Questions, and of course it's also available on, on the website. But uh, it's three different DVDs called, one's called The Psychic Matrix, one's called The Nature of Reality, and the other one's called The Fusion of Science and Spirit. And this is the all-stars of the world of quantum physics coming together to talk about how, um, you know, physics is actually coming to the point where it's proving a lot of this really crazy stuff. And so we've got guys like Russell Targ and Amikaswamy and Dean Radin and um, just a lot of really, really prominent, relevant people talking about, yeah, maybe we are living in a matrix. And when, when the, the world of physics says, yeah, the, <laughs> the world could very easily be a hologram. There is a, there's a physicist just recently that published a paper where he's actually unraveling the laws of physics and finding error-correcting code in, in the way things unfold in the physical world. There was recently something called uh, quantum photosynthesis, where plants are being shown to actually use the ability to go out of physical reality to process photons. And so what we're finding is, is that everybody's looking for the holy grail of, of physics. They're looking for the theory of everything, and they haven't quite been able to stitch it together. And it's starting to look... Like one of the reasons they can't stitch it together is because whenever the laws of physical reality run into a situation where they don't quite work, they simply cheat. They go outside the laws of physical reality and then come back in, in having created whatever change they need to create. So you can't create the, the, the laws of physics 100%. You can't create the definition of how everything functions in physical reality when the way it works 
simply allows for it to sidestep all the rules when it needs to. And and as we find out things like this, um, you know, obviously it just shows more and more that these phenomena that we're experiencing are all part of solving this puzzle. Well, and also, you know, we have to keep in mind that uh, it takes consciousness to study consciousness. And uh, it's a chicken and the egg kind of scenario. How do you use uh, consciousness to study itself, uh, which is a deep philosophical question, which uh, modern, uh, you know, rational science has yet to really resolve. Uh, if you ask, you know, scientists from one discipline uh, not related to consciousness studies to define consciousness, and then you ask another one from an entirely different discipline, you're going you're gonna to get surprisingly varied responses just with the simple question of, of, of you know, can you define consciousness? If so, what is it? Uh, we still don't know how we're able to uh, scratch our eyebrows. Uh, you know, we don't we don't understand totally how the conscious mind is able to manipulate the reality around us uh, in a physical way. Let alone, uh, for instance, a question that I have here from Poulterwurst: Do you think psychics really have a kind of sensitivity unexplained by science? If so, how come after so many years of spiritual spiritualism, etc. There still isn't much in the way of scientific studies or even public awareness about that. You know, I, I, I do think there are studies. Dean Radin, uh, I know, has done has proven beyond a shadow of a doubt that uh, the subconscious mind is operating on an extremely sophisticated level. For instance, uh, and and there's there's other there's uh, the the work of William Roll and J. B. Rhine, uh, of course, your your remote viewers. Uh, but what do you think, Ron? Uh, do you think psychics really have the sensitivities? I, we've worked with some really good ones. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, one of the one of the people that I just have to hand it off to is Amy Allen, and uh, you know, people know her now because she has that show on Travel Channel called The Dead Files. But we've been working with her for years, and we have been on several investigations with her. And you watch this woman work, and you see what she actually accomplishes, and it just leaves no doubt. And so, you know, can I convince a skeptic of that? No, but, you know, come along with us a few times and, and, and believe me, you'll, you'll understand differently. I think that human beings have a vast amount of senses that are undeveloped. And I think that psychic ability, certainly quantum physics is telling us that everything exists simultaneously. It's also telling us that, that you know, the quantum effect of, of uh, one atom knowing the, uh, the actions of another atom, even though they're separated by... Um, by the speed of light, the, the um, quantum entanglement, yeah, non-locality. All we have to do is instead of being skeptical about it, let's talk about what we do know. We know about all those things. Okay, we know that they happen. We know that they're real. So why is it such a stretch that some people can tap into that on some kind of of, of level? We call it psychic awareness, but is it really? Or is it just a way of deepening our perception of what is sitting right in front of our faces? And, and then we call it that because not everybody has the ability to do it. But when we accept the fact that all of these phenomenons actually do exist, then it's not that difficult to, to accept the fact that just like some people are born to be fantastic athletes, other people are born with higher mental acuities and, and, and other what we might call gifts and abilities. It just, it's just not that far-fetched. And the people that are still clinging to the idea that it's impossible or that, or that it's foo-foo or that it's, it's junk science, they're just, they're just not informed. 
they're not paying attention to what we're already learning is really happening. And I don't understand why there's a resistance to this stuff. I, you know, we don't want to go out and, and, and drink the, like, as Chris said, I love your phrase, drink the true believer Kool-Aid. You know, everything that, that you and I have always done in a film, we walk in just going, okay, prove, it, prove something to us or not, and we're going to put it on a DVD and let people make up their own minds. Um, but Doing that tonight. Yeah. Um, yeah, we're going to Jerome tonight to do an investigation, and we're, we're bringing in a psychic. And Now, I understand I, this I, is going to be broadcast several days after you go out there, so maybe you won't come back. If you don't come back, this will be the last time that Ron James and Chris O'Brien will be together on this planetary dimension. Uh, yeah, I think well, I'll can. tell you what. If, if Chris and I disappear in, in the Grand Hotel in Jerome, um, it was probably just somebody we filmed getting really mad at us. Well, there is that. I, I don't think we're gonna. I don't think we're gonna step through a portal. No. Well, at least I know I'm not packing a bag. I yeah. ain't bringing my toothbrush. <laughs> um, we certainly have had some. How much time do we have left in the show? You want to talk about some of the stuff that happened to us at the Sally Hall? We got about two minutes. Oh, and then the show's over. Yeah, we've been oh, done, done two well, hours. Case, but... You know, if you go to paranormalmediagroup.com, there's a bunch of films there, but a dirty little secret is that Chris and I produced pretty much every one of them. So for those of you who've been listening to the show and, and know a lot about what Chris has done, this is a whole other element that maybe you don't. Um, but, yeah, there's a, there's a bunch of stuff on there. It's all priced right, and you are our audience. So we really want to share these films with you, and we're making it very, very easy. What about if anyone in our audience has some paranormal event? That deserves coverage. Can they contact you at the site? Um, yeah, uh, well, not so much through the site, but they can email Chris directly. He is, he is a bona fide investigator, so, um, you know, we've certainly always got our eyes open to stuff like that. Well, we know where we can find Chris. He's always close at yeah, hand. You can find Chris right there on your, uh, on your website. Sure. Um, By the way, Chris is also working with a couple of our volunteers in the forum, and they'll get special acknowledgement. I think I'll get them a couple of official PowerCast T-shirts. Oh, They're yeah. putting together an all-new version of Our Strange Planet. So if you go to OurStrangePlanet.com now, you'll possibly see the older version of the site. But if you go there in a week or two, or maybe when you hear this show, it will be all new, all different. It'll be a lot faster to display, a lot easier to navigate. It's just right. going to be a much better place. And we're going to have the live camera feed from the San Luis Valley Camera Project. Okay, I've seen the feed, by the way. We're working on a way to present this, to stream it, so most of you can see it. And I guess the big thing is compatibility, so you can watch on your Mac, your PC, your Linux computer, see it on your iPhone, see it on your iPad, on your Android phone, on your Windows phone, like the Nokia Lumia 900 that we talk about on the tech show this week. So that's going to be coming. It's OurStrangePlanet.com. And by the way, you can find us at ThePowerCast.com, our forums and everything, the past episodes. And by the way, on iTunes, they only list 300 episodes. Okay, that's the limitation. But all the remaining episodes through 2006 are available at ThePowerCast.com. On Twitter, we are ThePowerCast. Special thank you to Ron James, a conscious media producer. Thank you, Ron, for joining us on the PowerCast. Hey, you're welcome. Thanks for having me. The PowerCast, featuring Gene Steinberg and Christopher O'Brien, 
is a copyrighted presentation of Making the Impossible Incorporated. Tune in next week for a new adventure in the Paracast. <laughs>